0: Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into the Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket. Steps up and he's going to be hit from the side. and He's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome back to IDP Nation. I am Hollywood. But there is no Kyle B. tonight. No Kyle B. No Kyle B. Mr. Big Time. So I recruited somebody. Razor's Ghost. Our good buddy do J's with us tonight. What's going on, man?
1: What's happening, bud? Shine a Razor's Edge at night. In the moonlight. If it hits just right, Razor's Ghost shows up.
0: Gonna be tough
1: replacing a legend tonight, but at least you picked a legend to replace a legend. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. You know, I thought, who could I get to fill in for Mr. Big Time? I was like, ah, I know. Razor. Razor Ramon.
1: Mr. Big
0: Time. Yeah. He had something to do with his kid. Um, I think she had a science... Fair thing going on. So, they went to Michigan State, I believe you told me. So, he couldn't uh, Leon, be on. Um, he,
1: he's, he's building volcanoes. Yeah, He's putting yeah. Uh, baking soda in volcanoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. What's going on with you? He'll probably blow his finger off like I'll be walking around with three fingers on one hand. Yeah. Well. pull the JPP yeah. at Michigan State. Saturday.
0: So, watching a little UFC earlier, made a few bucks. Now I'm watching a little boxing, waiting for the main event. Who you that got? Go oh, Javante the Tank Davis. He gonna yeah. take this fool out. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Everybody go. Everybody I know is on the tank. Be, a, be nice little, uh be a nice little. Oh, did you? Yeah, I calmed my gambling rate down recently.
0: Well, I got a, I got a twenty-five. Well, I hit, I hit a bomb too. the other
1: night. Sorry to interrupt you. I hit a bomb the other night with uh, the Avalanche in Game Two. I was scared shitless for a while there because they were down two nothing. I was freaking out. Right oh in yeah. it, it was a, it was a sizable, sizable bet. Would it would have hurt if I lost. Would've that, that way, would well, like, have been devastating in a way. But you hurt know, I'll, you take my, <laughs> I'll take my, I'll take my over forty percent uh, ROI on it and. And then and then just calm down for a bit. That's what I've learned to do in my old age here is you know when I hit a big one, I don't have to keep on going. I I just rest on my laurels a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to do though. It yeah, you, get win, you get
0: that winning, you get that winning feeling, you're like, damn, I'm on a roll. let I can I'm invincible. I can bet on freaking ping pong and win by God.
1: <laughs> I remember one year when the Olympics were going on, I had a broken leg. I was laid up yeah i was just betting like crazy on everything man like uh what do you call it when they're skiing and skeet shooting at the same time i can't remember what the hell that was but oh. i i hit that oh somehow. i know what
0: you're talking about
1: I, mean, <laughs> I i hit some crazy bet like uh i i don't know 30 to 1 40 to 1 it was it, it, it just researched it got lucky fluked it out played with that money for a while Bet on everything under the sun in the winter Olympics it was fun. Right. But eventually I busted out. <laughs> but it was entertain entertainment yeah. while it lasts. Yeah, that happens
0: to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. it, it, it happens. So um
1: I wore my Jack well. Pittsburgh Steelers uh-huh. jersey for you tonight, buddy. It's a special I jersey. That. I only wear it for special occasions for the old school, for the old heads. I saw that, and
0: I was like, that's that's a pretty sweet looking jersey right there. That's uh that takes me back.
1: I'll be wearing it in the grocery store every once in a while, and some older guy'll look at me like, yeah. Jack Lambert.
0: <laughs> right. And that was back when football was fun, man. You could knock yes, people's sir. teeth out and clothesline them and all that shit and nothing and nothing went on, right?
1: Forearm shivers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got a pretty good show lined up here, so um, I guess we'll get right to it. A little bit of news. That show, Jeffrey Simmons re-signed with the Titans, four years, $94 million. Um, They had to get him signed. There's no way they could let him walk. Uh, They had to get that took care of, so good for them. He's one of the five best D tackles in the
1: league easily, right? He is. I agree. I love him. You know I love him. Uh, yep. I drafted him in the fifth round of uh, Degeneration uh, Dynasty Scavengers that year. Kind of got lucky with when, when the injury hit, so I was able to get a first-round talent in, in the fifth round, and i never let you forget it since. And uh, I, I think he's still <laughs> – he, he, sure he could be even more dominant. You know what I mean? From both a real, I mean, he's definitely valuable in, in the real world, but I guess more from an IDP perspective, I would say, you know, he's he's more 10 to 15 in the IDP D tackle world, uh, at least in our DWC league. I think he could kick it up a notch, and I think you guys need him to. But I always worry when the a D tackle gets the bag, you know, uh, them big boys, you know, it's e- easier for them to get lazy and rest on their laurels, and, you know, get fat, and, uh, you know, some other things start going on uh, once you start getting bigger money. You're looking for bigger houses. There's, you know, probably women coming out of the woodwork. There's all kinds of stuff. I don't know his personal situation, but it it worries me when when guys get paid, you know? Yep, I always think of um, Hainsworth, I think, is where you're going. Albert Hainsworth with the Redskins. Got that huge bag yeah. Yep. That huge payday from Washington.
0: And he just went to shit after that. And I was like, man. Well, so, hey, it happens. I man. mean, we'll, you're right. We'll see it all time, right.
1: You guys needed that. I mean, it's been a rough off season and you, like this is a big off season in Nashville. In my opinion, you guys got a lot of holes to fill and uh, you guys got to nail the draft, in my opinion. D-line's a little bit scary, you know, like uh, not a lot of depth there, especially at D-end. I saw you guys signed uh Arden Key. What would you think of that? I, I bet you weren't too happy about that, really. 7 mil, I think, per three years, 21 mil or something like that. He was, a, he was a guy I used to like as a sleeper, but I kind of moved off him after, you know, it took him a while to transition, which I should have seen coming. You know, he's kind of skinny. Right. What would you think of that? Yeah,
0: I'm a huge fan, right? I just never was a big fan. of. I was never a big fan, especially in Jacksonville. I was like, oh shoot, he just got knocked the fuck out. Anyway, um, just wasn't a huge fan and uh, it didn't seem like it clicked for him in Jacksonville. Um, and then uh, obviously he went to uh, the Raiders and, and kind of rehabbed his value, had a pretty decent season there so um if nothing else that helped our depth i think three years 21 million so seven million a year that's not too bad um you know considering our roster i guess
1: uh, or an edge yeah it's it's not too bad yeah yeah so can't have too many pass rushers this is true this
0: is true um Staying with the D-line here, the Jets signed Quentin Jefferson uh, who's going to enter the mix along with their interior unit. You know, I don't know how you... Uh, I know you're a big John uh, Myers Franklin guy um, and they got Quentin Williams. um Follow him and Tom. But I kind of like Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like Quentin Jefferson as a, as a backup piece, a rotational piece. I, I kind of like that for him. I mean, he's a veteran. He's kind of proven. I mean, he's not going to shock the world and, and put up big numbers, but he gives them some leadership, I guess you could say some solid play. I mean, you can trust him. I mean, he's not going to go out there and, and just, he's, he's going to be a solid piece for you, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely in the real world, uh, nothing wrong with it. And, um, you know, it doesn't move the needle much for me in IDP, but, uh, you know, they, you gotta be too deep, uh, and I think, uh, you know, like you said, rotational third guy in there. I forget who the other guy is behind Hugh and uh, Solomon Thomas. Uh, they have one other guy I can't remember, but John Franklin Myers sort of plays more of a DN role in their D, uh, if you ask me. But, uh, and I sort of uh, fell off of him a bit. And I think uh, the timing was right when I sold him to you in uh, DWC as part of that uh, Fanga deal where I needed to get the draft capital and I got that first rounder off you that I used on Mooma and then Jacksonville went and flocked me and drafted Devin Lloyd. (laughs) too. But uh, I sold my boy Hufonga and, uh, but I I got Julian Love back. And in my mind, my way of thinking was sort of if I can get similar production out of Love and the first rounder and be able to get my boy Mooma it all, I'll be happy. But yeah, so I'm not, uh, I'm not upset that I traded John Franklin Myers. He's not making me regret it too much. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's solid, but not spectacular. Right. But overall, it doesn't really um, move the needle much for me, Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, you
0: would have to be, Jesus, you'd have to be in a freaking, maybe, maybe defending that type of league for him to have you know, that deep, you would have to be in that kind of league for him to have any kind of fantasy value. I, I think that's, fantasy-wise, that's the only kind of league that he's going to be in, that where he's got some sort of value. Because not everybody plays in those type of leagues, right? I mean, most of them are offense-defense, and you got your general positions, and, and you're not starting a whole lot of IDP, you know, most
1: most, in most leagues, Jefferson's not somebody you're after. Um, you mean to tell me that all leagues are drafting 141 IDPs like us? Well, uh, unfortunately, they're not. They should be,
0: and they're soft if they're not, but, you know, I'm just saying. There's, there's some of those, you know uh, – you know, you go to the swimming pool, you got the deep end where all the diving boards are, and then you go to the other end and you got the kiddie pools and all that shit, you know. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Um, the Bears signed Edge Rasheen Green, formerly of the Texans. He used to be with Seattle uh, to a one year contract. I put this in here. Because man, they need so much help on defense, so they're he might be worth a flyer late now. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to do some stuff in the draft, I'm sure, but so much help as far as pass rush help. Um, not a bad little pickup if you want to take a flyer on him, I
1: think. Yeah, again, he's solid in the real world. I think people will forget how good he was at USC and yeah. Uh, like, he was a stud. I think he was maybe the, uh, like, talking heads and media and even NFL types alike. He might have been DN1 that year, if I'm not mistaken. But his pro career has been meh, you know. Uh, I doubt he has 20 sacks uh, in his career. I think he's probably been around for, what, five years now or something. He's a 3-4 sack a year kind of guy. But if he ever is going to have more production this would be the year you know like you said uh, the bears can use all the help they can get on the d-line especially uh, rushing the passer from the edge and i mean travis gibson's not really uh, lighting the world on fire and uh, they signed who to yeah, so this Carter, will be your tennessee titan uh, former titan
0: so this will be year six for him he's going into year six all right, so I was right. So he had four years in Seattle, one in Houston. Uh his last year in Seattle, the two uh the twenty-one season. That's really his best year. Forty eight tack Yep, forty eight tackles, six and a half sacks. So he has six seventeen on his career. So you're right.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. All adds up.
0: I mean he's yep. I mean he's had six and a half, three and a half and a half, four, kind of a mixed bag, but He's probably good for, I don't know, five to seven sacks maybe. And that that's a help as far as depth goes. I think those kind of – in real football, those pieces are kind of yeah, – you've got to have them, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, our league is deep as shit. But, uh, like, you might spot start them one week, you know, if you got injury problems yeah. or, you know, I mean, we start 3DNs and we can start more if we want depending on, you know, bye weeks and everything else uh it's important to get those um you know wins when your your back's up against the wall in those kind of weeks with uh lots of injuries and lots of uh bye weeks and what have you so you know if uh like if you're like all the crazies that i used to play well i still do play in the college fantasy football league for almost 20 years now my original cff uh league and uh you know we we Plan out the whole year. We look at the schedule. We say, you know, I might need this guy for this week. Or when you draft defenses, you got to know when the bye weeks are uh, in that particular league. So, you know, something like that, maybe, you know. And he's not going to cost you much. Like right probably the price of a mouse click which uh, no, i'm no, sure no. you're tired of hearing but i don't i can't remember who told kyle that but or johnny the greek or something i've heard it from kyle so many times that i remember it now but uh you know what i mean like he's not going to be expensive i wouldn't worry about it too yeah. much though you know what i mean i'm not falling all over myself to go acquire him it doesn't move the needle for me Complete.
0: no completely
1: agree i right and like i said unless
0: you're in some crazy league like DWC or like a super, super deep league where you have a ton of players, your roster and some of these guys you're,
1: you're not really looking at, but um, just kind of mention it. Um, yeah, that's true. I think that's important for your listeners to understand uh, that, you know, some of the leagues they're in and some of these guys we're talking are, you know, even though we might get excited about some things. This is not one of those cases, but like you really got to temper your enthusiasm with what we say because our leagues are deep. And maybe your league isn't. Yeah. You know, if you're in leagues with us, though, like, and, and these types of leagues where you, you know, you're drafting 141 de- uh, defensive players in a rookie draft, which I highly doubt too many people are, if anybody is. But even, you know, some of these c to c leagues, uh, you know, uh, Chopins leagues, they have, a, we got deeper and deeper rosters now, deeper and deeper taxis which I've always been a proponent of. I think it really separates the men from the boys and uh, like as far as fantasy managers are concerned, but also like a word to the wise, as far as, you know, your listeners uh, don't get too obscure with it all, like in, in shallower leagues. Right. I I think the only
0: other way that maybe some of these players like a Rasheen Green would be valuable as a contract the league, right? Kind of like in, right? That's true. Yeah. WO. So, like, if, and you're kind of strapped, strapped it with your cap situation. Then maybe you can get a player like him that's got some potential. I don't want to yeah. say upside, but that can can give you a few points here and there, but is going to be cheap. So, I, I think that may be the only other type of league that you might look. At a player like green in
1: yeah I agree with that and and that's my strategy in that particular league because of the scoring system with I don't find the DNs are as valuable so you know I went really cheap Uh, I don't don't think I paid over 1.5 million for anybody but yeah that's a good point right
0: um the Buccaneers signed safety Ryan Neal to a one-year deal um, made 10 starts at Seattle last year, 66 tackles, 45 solos, four and a half, or four TFLs, um, one sack, um, tries to see them let him go. Um, I don't think it hurts his value going from Seattle to Tampa, but I think it does kind of hurt some of the other guys in Tampa, right? Like, um, like, uh, like, Winfield. Logan Ryan, Winfield, and they've got another one, too. Um, What's the third guy? Um, Oh, shit, I can't think. But I think it's like a, just kind of hurts their value a little bit, I think. Solid, you know, has some potential. Not not a great safety, but maybe a good bye week fill-in or something like that, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Ryan Neal guy. Uh, like you, I was surprised Seattle let him go because Pete Carroll used to say the defense is just better when he's playing, when he's on the field, when he starts for them. Exactly. But I mean, they went out and acquired Julian Love, and they went and they got uh, what's his dick coming back for from LSU there, um, Mr. Big Time. Oh. Uh, I know you don't like him that much. Um, fell off the map a little bit. And I'm blanking on his name, even though he's a big name. Oh. Uh- yeah, I am too. I can't. Whoa, what is his name? Didn't play last year. Uh, oh, this is sad. Man, I'm to go. A couple of IDP guys can't even remember. Uh, I know. My brain has
0: completely went blank. Um, let me see if I can find it here. And I'll find Let's it. See.
1: I can't believe it. Oh, well, uh, they got quandary Diggs. Owned, owned him in They've so got- many leagues. Jamal Adams. Hello. Yes, Jamal Adams. Yes. Oh
0: my God, I feel like an idiot. Me too. Yes, Jamal Adams. <laughs> oh my God, I well, can't he, believe
1: I forgot him. Wow. Yeah, he was off the radar last year, though. What yeah. have you done for huh? you lately? But anyway, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. Uh, Ryan Neal was somebody that I, I. I uh actively uh look to acquire before the season last year dirt cheap you know I think I got him for like 500,000 or like a little little more just so I knew I would get him 503,000 or whatever to in uh, NWO and any leagues where I had I'm one of these weirdos who likes to put a fence around certain situations so you know what I mean if I uh I have one safety I want to have sort of all of them in case of injuries or you know not all of them but you know what I mean I want to have a be able to have somebody fill in if uh, in case we need it which we usually almost always do you know depth is he you can't have an, a, enough depth in the real world or in fantasy world so I I'm a Ryan Neal guy True. and uh, you know he's not gonna you know, blow you away or anything, but you know, uh, end of your roster, bottom of your roster, sure, especially if you own Logan Ryan, or you know what I mean? Like, yep, because he's only,
0: uh, uh, let's see here, he's only, if I could find this, oh, here it is, he's only, well.
1: Trying to find his. Uh... I don't even see Logan. Yeah, Ryan. so he's only United 24. Uh, so he... That's true. He's backing up uh, Antoine Winfield. Oh, maybe. So um, Neil's only 27. Turner, uh, I said 24. Safety. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're ah. saying he's 24 years old?
0: Anyway, he's only 27, so it's not like he's super old. Oh, he's 27. 24. I looked at it wrong. 27. So, and his okay. birthday's not till I did. It, I did it the first, but his his birthday's not till December 24th. So I read it wrong. But yeah, so he's got he's going to play most of the year as 27. Um, so he's still got some good football, I think, ahead of him. Um,
1: I was almost sure that, that Logan Ryan was coming back. Maybe ESPN. That sounds crazy for me to say, but has it wrong? Maybe I, well, more likely to have it wrong. <laughs> A little rusty here. Let's see here. I'm trying to find it name. on the. Oh, you're
0: fine. Uh, you're fine. Well, I forgot it too. So, Ugh. anyway, I can't believe I forgot it, but um, I'm trying to find Not much ado Let's about see.
1: nothing, here. really.
0: True, true. Um, staying with safety, the Jaguars restructured uh, strong safety Rashawn Jenkins' contract. which freed up some cash. Um, Jenkins had a career-high 116 tackles last year with 73 of them being solos. Are you a big Rayshon Jenkins?
1: Uh, No, but it's only because I didn't own him, right? And I didn't really see it coming. He's from the U, so, you know, I should love the guy, but I kind of hate him just because uh, some teams... Like, that's the thing with IDP, right? Those are some guys that'll... Win you the league and you're like, that guy's a fucking stiff, but you know, he's putting up stats and it sucks when he's on the other teams, but those are the guys you love to have on your team where, you know, they're, they're cheap and, uh, and 116 tackles, man, you know, like, uh, you he helped a lot of, uh, teams out last year. That's for sure. That's a lot. Yep. Right. And I mean, if
0: you, if you, you know, he had, uh, 73 solos, which was also a career high.
1: That's uh, yeah, man. I mean, had, a man. Basically, 63 percent year. of his
0: tackles are going to be
1: so- solos. Yeah, but I still think the Jaguars. Yep. So, are I mean, as long gonna... as he's there. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I, I still think the Jaguars are going to address just, safety in the draft. I'm not the biggest system yeah, guy in the so. world either.
0: I really don't I like, like Cisco,
1: his... actually. Ooh. How come? Because well, I like Cisco. Well, I, I mean... think
0: he's. I think he's a good player. He's... Well, he's like fantasy,
1: Hulk come down. Sorry, man, you're cutting in and out there. Uh, like in fantasy, uh, you know, safety's sort of devalued. I mean, you you definitely want an elite one, but uh, at the or two or whatever, depending on the, how deep you are. Um, but, yeah. you know, you want to acquire that position cheaply, and it's sort of the same thing in the NFL. Well, it really is the exact same thing in the NFL. Right, and I don't – so so with that, I don't think they go
0: – he's still on a rookie contract, right? So this would be year three for him. Um, he actually had a pretty good year last year. Seventy tackles, um, 49 solos. He had three interceptions, um, returned one of them for a touchdown, 59 yards, um, had a sack. So they use him in a, a bunch of different ways. So you know he's a cheap player for them. That and he's doing exactly what I saw him do at Syracuse, right? In coverage, ball hawk, and then when you put him in the box, he can come down and, and defend the run. He's physical, so. You're seeing the same numbers. I mean, he had three interceptions, 10 past to flat, or PBUs, whatever you want to call them. Um, he had the one sack. And so they're using him in, uh, you know, they blitzed him 14 times, not a great rate. Um, one sack on 14 blitzes, but there, he's getting opportunities, right? And then he only had a 3.9% missed tackle that was in co- when he came out of college. That was a knock for me on him is when i was watching his tape was as much as i loved him right he would and he was a great his aggressiveness i love i love that i love people that are aggressive but he was so aggressive that he was missing a lot of tackles in college you come to the nfl his rookie year he missed 7.1 he cut that down to 3.9 so clearly they're working on him, working with him on cutting that down, and that's it, dude. I, I think he's he's on a rookie contract. If you've got him in fantasy, you've probably got him, you know, you're, you're not going to give him up cheaply, and if you're in a contract league, you're definitely not going to give him up cheap because you've, you've got a good contract on him as well, so I like Cisco. They may look at safety, but I don't think that's a real priority with them. If they're going to play Jenkins and Cisco, I think they're kind of set at safety right now. Now, maybe if they want to look hey, bring somebody, maybe I get that, but I mean, you you view things differently than I do because, you know, me and you always argue about shit, but I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge Cisco fan.
1: Yeah, I disagree, but it's mostly based on my, you know, talent evaluation of him, and I mean, I, I admit that there could be some bias, you know, with Syracuse, and uh, but not really. I mean, just because they're in the ACC and I'm a Canes guy, uh, you know, I kind of like Syracuse I always liked their colors when I was young growing up I almost became a Syracuse orange uh, basketball fan because um <laughs> they played I grew up in the Maritimes out east in, in Canada and and those games were played a lot but in the end I uh, I went with Duke uh, uh it was between those two teams though and at that time it was Ronnie Sykley, and uh I probably mispronounced this guy's name but Mike Jeminski or Jaminski. For Duke and uh oh,
0: Ronnie Sackley, that's a name yeah. I haven't heard in, in a hot minute. Wow, but anyways,
1: as far as Miami Cisco heat. goes, I just didn't like him coming out. Mind um, if I'm not heat, Ronnie Sackley? Yeah, 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 kind of looks like me a little bit when I was young, Except probably <laughs> a lot more tall, a lot <laughs> yes. taller and uh, and more handsome. But other than that, exactly the same, better basketball player too, but whatever. Anyway, back to Cisco, like yeah, I'm not a not a huge Cisco guy at all. And uh I think that they probably will draft a safety at some point or another in the draft. That, but I could be wrong. And I don't how much did uh how many years is Jenkins on the hook for now? You got that information privy to you or uh regardless if those guys do end up starting which I mean I'm sure they will unless uh Jacksonville decides to take a safety real early which I doubt they'll do that they have too many other priorities that like O tackle um and um I mean I could see them going a lot of different directions definitely before safety you know it's certainly in the first two rounds unless maybe a guy like uh Antonio Johnson might be there in the second round for them I think they'd probably have to think about that and uh but you know you got ray jenkins there so you know uh, it might not be a fit but uh you know what I, I don't know what his contract looks like is what i'm saying so and you know you're always planning a year ahead two years down the line you know what i mean in real life football and in fantasy football but so i'm thinking that they're more looking probably to replace cisco sooner or later is my opinion so but you i'm more of a talent evaluator and you're more of a analytics or a stats guy so you know marry the two of those together and, and you probably have something but that's just my opinion and uh i've been wrong before but i'm not scared to uh, yes you know put it out there
0: so looks like according to sport track here um i wish Shoppy was on here because Because he's he's a freaking genius. Um, looks like Jenkins has two years left, so he would become an unrestricted free agent in two thousand twenty-five.
1: But they don't have an out after this year or next year. Um,
0: yes, they have a potential out for two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, two years, seventeen plus almost eighteen million which would hit him with a 4 million dead cap. So he's got 2 years left for season going into 25 he would become a free agent. So if he doesn't I could see them drafting a safety for him. I just don't mm-hmm. think they replace Cisco on a, on a rookie deal. Jenkins yeah. if if he continues to play well maybe he's outpriced and they and like you said, Antonio Johnson, you know that just kind of hit me when you said that looking at this contract Maybe they do bring in Antonio Johnson because no, he's more of an into box. I doubt top that pack.
1: actually, because the, you know what I mean with the status of his contract. Antonio Johnson, you're going to play him right away. Right. And he's for the NFL, I think he's more of a box safety. He's got a quick trigger. He, he, you know, he go he comes downhill fast. That's what I love about him. I actually like him more than Brian Branch. Antonio Johnson is my Ooh. top safety rookie safety. Wow. That's funny yeah, I
0: like branches my based on guy. the
1: tape. But there's a lot of measurables that are concerning and there's there's a few things that are concerning, you know what I mean? Him playing free safety last year, I think that's a little bit uh, out of position for him uh playing from depth. I think he's more of a box safety. And uh I think he only had eight or nine bench presses, but uh wow. I don't really care about that at the end of the day. I care about the tape and I just think he's a versatile guy and Playing from death last year was a good learning experience for him and good preparation for the pros. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you're going to be shuffling around all over the place out there, showing multiple looks. And uh, But he's at his best when he's closer to the line of scrimmage. So I don't really see that as somebody that they're going to go after. I mean, if he drops far enough, they will. So I guess I'm recanting on my initial uh, comment there, unless I do see him as more <laughs> of a free safety. But how many years does Cisco got left on his rookie contract? I guess he was only drafted a couple of years ago, eh? But uh, so Cisco,
0: is, this is yeah. just
1: year two or, or two. This would be no, three. So he, would, this would yeah, be this three. will be
0: three for Cisco. Yeah.
1: yeah. So another year after this. But anyways, that's my call, man. That's my uh, feeling on it. Is if they're gonna replace anybody, but I mean they're not married to either one of them. And you know with the way the, the modern NF the way the modern nfl landscape is you know your, your secondary uh you might not spend a lot on it and you might try to get uh, players for cheap but also you're you need numbers and you want to uh you know you see it all the time now like got like look at carolina how many safeties they got there now you know what i mean or uh there's a lot of teams that uh, do that. Somebody else just signed recently, too, uh, another safety that went to a team that, you know, you wouldn't have thought needed uh, another safety, but load them up. Right. Need depth so depth everywhere. So, look at, yeah, looking at Cisco real quick,
0: his contract is Cisco. up. He's got two years left. So, if you know, he's unrestricted in 25-2. So if they let Jenkins and him both go in 2025, they definitely gotta have somebody. So maybe they do go after a safety in this draft. We'll see. Um we'll see. Um moving along.
1: The Panthers signs it'll, it'll be later though. i I'm saying I'm thinking it's gonna be yeah, later. Yeah, it'll be it Yeah, like round three yeah, or round three at the earliest. You know, I could see maybe around. I would body. agree with that. Yeah.
0: Um the Panthers signed linebacker Kamu Gruzier Hill, right? Um yep. he's around. he was in Philly for four years, um, played in Miami for a year with your dolphins. But um, then he went to Houston, and that's really where he broke out, right? Yeah. In twenty one, he broke out, and had the hundred tackle season. Yep, had the hundred tackle season. Um, then he went to Arizona. You know, they traded him. He goes to Arizona now. He's a free agent, and he's in Carolina. Do you like him to? Do you like him to bounce back as a fancy option? Clearly for him to be a fancy option, he has to be an NFL option. But do you think he's going to be worth keeping in Carolina? Um, I, I
1: don't hate it.
0: After the one year in Houston,
1: right? Yeah, I definitely don't hate the idea. And, I mean, it's funny how, you know, you go to Houston and you have a career year. Well, yeah. I mean, you're if you're on a shitty team, uh, you're, you're going to get more opportunities. You know what I mean? Your defense is going to be on the field more. And uh, yeah, I don't hate the idea of yeah, uh, I
0: acquiring
1: acquiring yep. uh, Grugier Hill uh, for the price of a mouse click. And there's uh, rumors about uh, they're mo- maybe possibly moving Frankie Luvu. So uh, you know, if he steps into a starting role there, then yeah, definitely I'm interested uh, again for the fr- for price of a mouse click or dirt cheap. Yeah, sure, why not? But just keep an eye on that situation uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, as training camp uh, unfolds and as we get closer to the season and see what they do there. And, uh, I mean, it's not out of the question that I I would uh, roster him even though he was previously dead to me. I think I might even still have him on a deep roster somewhere in ac to C2C league uh, just because, uh, you know, I think it was because he went to Arizona and I've never really been sold on the Arizona linebackers and I'm still not. You know what I mean? With uh and just the way the organization is run, as I've stated repeatedly and on here previously. Um, you know, Isaiah Simmons and and zaven Collins, uh, and just the way that the organization is run, which I hope is gonna change with Jonathan Gannon. I think it will actually, and uh, but like say uh Kaiser White going there, uh, you know, like to me that signals again, they're not sold on probably Isaiah Simmons, right? And Gannon wants to – I lost Hollywood here. Oh, okay. Uh, His his, uh, computer reset, so I guess he'll be back on. Uh, Sorry about this, folks. Maybe he'll edit it out later. Uh, Let's see. But, yeah, Jonathan Gannon, I hold out hope for uh, him turning the – The organization around and uh you know defensive minded coach but i don't think they paid kaiser white uh what was it 11 i think it was 11 mil for two years to go there and ride the bench and i think uh, gannon trusts him from his days in philly so for me and you might not like to hear this hollywood because i think you own him and i've been trying to acquire some copies of him seen as you know he's cheaper now um, than he was previously with all the rookie hype and whatnot uh, isaiah simmons is a guy that you know might be on shaky ground so let's see i'm just gonna send a, a link to my buddy here and uh i could continue on hopefully i got a, some text messages from him I don't know if you can still hear me or not. I'm going to send an email right quick. New mail. Uh,
0: This one.
1: And then I'll just continue on with with the show here. Sorry for the interruption. And next we have... Jeff Okuda from the Lions for a 2023 fifth round draft pick. So, I mean, if you're the Falcons, why not? Um, former first round talents, uh, early draft pick too, like a top 10 pick, I believe, for a fifth rounder. Yeah, sure, take the chance. I don't really care too much about corners, but uh, so I'll just, Well, I'll wait for Hollywood to come back and talk about this Devin White stuff. Uh, Hopefully he gets back on here soon. More. I guess I could uh, give a little background because Devin White and uh, Devin Bush is actually one of the first arguments I remember having with, uh, or debates I remember having with you, Hollywood. I'm not sure if you can hear me or not, but uh, the... uh, we used to play in this league together and it was, uh, my first MFL league, my first, uh, really big, uh, you know, deep rosters, IDPs and and whatnot. And, uh, it was one of our, I, I believe it was our very first rookie draft when, uh, Devin Bush and Devin white were coming out and I gave you the gears for taking Devin Bush over Devin white, because I just believed that white was generational and like as a, as a size snob, I, you know, uh reach uh arm length and uh, wingspan all matters to me and the uh, size and being able to keep those old linemen at bay whereas devin bush was getting covered up too much and i uh, just thought he might have problems transitioning to the nfl which he kind of ended up doing it didn't really show itself that much right away they were you know similar devin bush had i think a good rookie season and uh, maybe even. Uh, Second season, too, but he started to fall off and fell out of favor in in Pittsburgh. And there's just some things you can't do anything about. And the NFL will expose you. Uh, And size is one of those is the major thing, in my opinion. But uh, that being said, uh, Devin Bush is sort of a sneaky good signing for Seattle. And, uh, you know for IDP purposes i was uh you know thinking he'd be a good a little good cheap buy low uh, but then they ended up signing Bobby Wagner back again um, not 100% sure um how long uh the kid out of texas tech is going to be uh out to start the season or if he's going to be out to start the season but uh you know good depth piece uh Smart move by the Seahawks in my opinion. Jordan Brooks was uh, who I'm referring to, uh, obviously. I'm just waiting for Hollywood to show back up again here because I'm sure he'll have something to say about Devin White, but um, don't wanna have too many uh, blank spots or uh, uh, pauses in this. So not even sure if this is actually still recording to be quite frank and i'll uh, check my phone but we're getting into the uh main event area here send holly a text uh you coming back my brother? father well yeah i've, I've uh, always been a huge devin white fan and uh him requesting a trade is, is a little bit of a big deal, and uh, obviously they said they've refused that uh, notion. But you know, in my experience, if somebody's unhappy enough and doesn't want to be there, uh, and you know, the team basically should feel the same way. Like you don't want a cancer in your locker room. You don't want somebody with a shitty attitude. You want somebody who wants to be there, shows up for work every day. You know. Wow. So, uh, oh, you're back, Had a boy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Is I, all I do good? not know what happened. No, that's my computer right. just decided to, uh, reset itself. I've never seen it do that. So, so sorry. Um, I kept her
1: going as best I could. I think I did. a No, no, that's job, fine.
0: Well, I'm glad that
1: you We're up uh, to Devin White now. And I was, okay, I was so giving a little background story and, uh, it'll be funny when you're listening to this again and you're editing it and, uh, I think you'll get a little chuckle out of it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Uh, um, because the, well, I'll just say it again, uh, just to get you up to speed. Back uh, when I was first joining uh, Degeneration Dynasty Scavengers, I believe this was our very first rookie draft, and it's one of the very first arguments I remember having with you on the Twitter uh, league chat, or debates, I guess we'll say, because you took Devin Blunt ahead of Devin White.
0: I did
1: and I was uh, giving you the gears for it it didn't really show itself right away though I think he had a decent rookie year and uh he might have even had a better rookie year than than Devin White did and uh but over the long haul I feel like uh I I was on the right side of that yeah man I mean that's uh, anyways you'll show I guess so what are your feelings on Devin Bush uh, you know, I was completely wrong
0: on Devin Bush. You know, I thought...
1: or Sorry, Devin
0: White. Yeah, so, you know, there's a couple leagues, and, and you did. You gave me the business for taking Devin Bush. And, um, hey, I was wrong, you know. I, nobody's perfect. And anybody that tells you they're perfect at this shit is just a liar. Yeah, they're straight-up liar blowing smoke up your ass because nobody, even NFL, nobody is perfect on this. Um which oh, is yeah. I've made, made
1: plenty I've made plenty of mistakes. I'm not here to shit on you or anything. I'm just no 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 that no I'm just, that's just because... what comes into my mind when we talk about Devin White all the time, just because it's something that happened between you and I and it's one of the first real interactions we ever had.
0: Right. But that's good though, right? Because yes. you know, that's the difference, but that's good because hey, I did miss, I'm not perfect. And there was a couple of leagues where I know of two leagues personally that I'm in that I took both of them. And I had back-to-back picks in the first round, and I took both of them. I took Devin Bush and Devin White back-to-back. So um, That was you know, I'm. Yep, I, I missed on the Devin Bush stuff. Um, not that I hated Devin White. Um, I think he's one of the best linebackers in the league right now. I really – Really do. Um, I think this is a contract played by him, right? You know, I, I want to trade. You know, the whole Tom Brady thing is gone. Um, this is the last year of his deal. Uh, 483 tackles. In four years, so you're looking at 120 plus tackles a year. Um, can do a little bit of everything, right? He's got 20 and a half sacks, uh, 15 pass deflections, a four uh, interception, interception, um, six forced fumbles, nine recoveries. So he does a little bit of everything. 35 TFLs, um, has a Pro Bowl, has an All Pro. I don't really care about the Pro Bowls because if you know me, I think Pro Bowls are shit. Um, I think all pros were voted on by peers and stuff like that is that's kinda tells you more about a player, but for sure. I um, think that's sort I of just,
1: universally accepted.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe the Pro Bowl back in the
1: what pre yeah, the old days, yeah.
0: Pre ninety, pre ninety five, maybe they were yeah. legit, but
1: yeah. Um,
0: but I, I do think Devin White is definitely one of the top i think roquan smith is the top linebacker in the league hands down for me so i think Devin white comes in that two three four five range depending on where you want to go he's he's not number one overall but he is in that two to five range um he's just a monster dude i mean he can do he can do whatever you need him to do so i think this is a contract ploy um per se, because he's already got his ring, right? Brady got him a ring. Um, So I kind of think this is a, hey, if you want me to stay, you're going to pay me. If not, then, you know, I'd like to go somewhere else. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, Fantasy wise though, I think he's, he's a monster. I don't think it really matters where the hell he plays. He's going to be, he's going to be like Roke one, right? You, you plug him in, he's going to, he's going to produce. So, um, That's kind of how I feel
1: about the. uh... I agree with that. And, um, you know, but I also think he kind of probably sees it slipping away in Tampa Bay, you know? Um, So. Very true. Very true. You know, like there may be some truth to it. It might not all be a contract boy, a little bit of both and uh, sort of unhappy with the direction and, you know, a little bit spoiled, right? Because. He did, you know, have success early, and he uh, was on a Super Bowl champion, and like you said, so, you know, I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall a bit, uh, but who knows what they do there. But, yeah, I, I looked up, uh, so I was ca- kind of correct, and you were uh, not, like, it wasn't a bad pick by you to take Devin Bush, and as a rookie, he had uh, um, 109 uh, total tackles, 72 solos, 37 assists, and now I remember what happened. He got injured in his second year and he never really came mm-hmm. back the same. So not necessarily a bad pick by you. Uh, I just kind of like to take a victory lap for uh, when I'm right with my talent evaluations, <laughs> you know, but IDP and, you know, talent are, are two completely different things. You know what I mean? You got to be in the right spot at the right yep. time. You don't have to be the, the greatest athlete uh, to make an impact in IDP. In fact, you know, it's almost the opposite sometimes. You know, guys that get picked on are making – are, you know, getting more stats, as we all know. So – and guys on bad teams and bad situations. So, anyways.
0: Yep. And one thing on Bush, before we move on here, he's now in Seattle, right? He's no longer in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I touched on that one. He's moved to Seattle and – so, so I kind of like this for Devin Bush owners, right? And here's why. In Pittsburgh, they were counting on him to be the LB1. He's not going to be that in Seattle. He doesn't have to carry that team and that position. He can be the LB2 there. So I think that's a – for me, if they're – I think that's going to be the one saving grace. If he can't do it in Seattle as an LB2, then that's going to tell us the truth, right? I just think of Pittsburgh being the LB1, there was a lot of pressure on him. So, um, like you said, he had a good rookie year, got hurt, didn't quite bounce back like he did, or didn't bounce back quite like he should have. Um, Was was a solid player, but uh, we'll see what he does in Seattle. Hopefully he'll bounce back and – I can uh, recoup some of my value. <laughs> hmm.
1: um, well, you got to remember that. So they signed Bobby Wagner too, but Jordan Brooks, uh, depending well, on his, what's his name, is hurt. Jordan Brooks. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So when they initially, when Seattle initially made the deal, uh, I was thinking that's a sneaky good buy low. You know what I mean? and then they signed Bobby Wagner. So now it's kind of up in the air, but you're right for the beginning part of next year, Devin Bush might be, you know, a play depending on yeah, I think so the status too. of Jordan Brooks. Right. And, and Seattle
0: has shown that they can support two stud Multiple. linebackers, right? Cause 100%. they had Brooks and Wagner a couple of years ago. Yeah, so I mean, if it, if, if it's going to happen this year for Bush, it's, it's going to be right here. So, um,
1: it's an ACL there for uh, for Brooks too, right? And he suffered it late in the season, week seventeen.
0: Yeah, so I think he's going to at least possibly miss what probably the first half Most of the season, of the eight, maybe nine games. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. might not,
1: and he might not be the same. And if they're smart, right. you know what I mean, and and they're thinking about the player and and his impact on the team, then they might just, you know, they're they're that's why they signed Devin Bush so that they could take it easy; uh, they don't have to rush him back. So yeah, I mean, I agree with that. That's also why
0: they signed, resigned Bobby Wagner too, right? Because they mm-hmm. know for one year he can hold down the freaking fort, right?
1: Yeah, um, seven mil too. Didn't break the yeah, bank. Good.
0: Yep, didn't break the bank. They know what they're getting out of him. Um, It's kind of a win-win. Yeah. So we'll move on to the main event here. Um, We've got some questions. I want to run by you. Um, I know me and Kyle's kind of talked about these. Some of our guests this offseason would kind of talk, but I love picking your brain. Uh, I think you're one of the smartest guys NFL fancy wise just period about football you're just you always tell me something or say something that either a I, I've never thought about or it just in freaking intrigues me so much um so we'll get into them. um we've got a little free agency, a little rookie stuff here um I know the rookie draft is coming up next week but uh which is really going to occupy some of our future episodes once that hits. But um, so we'll start with free agent here. Who was the best IDP free agent signing for you this off season? Uh, the best. Um,
1: I think you're. Uh,
0: and I and, I, and yeah, I guess I'll say
1: this. This going to be surprised. I, I, I like uh, sort of more of the like. Underground, under the radar signings, more than the you know, big signings. I'm not gonna ever say like Javon Hargrave or whatever. In fact, you know, if I'm really you know, he's a great player and everything, but really, like, I don't know that I you know like that signing as much as other people do because you know of his age and the amount of money involved. And so, I don't really, you know, I look for value, you know, and uh, I kind of like uh, the the Onyemata signing with, with the Falcons and um, uh, some under the radar stuff that other people would never say, like Kalen Saunders to the to the Saints. Like I, I kind of like that too. You know, uh, I, I'll always remember uh, watching that guy do a backflip. You know, uh, a D tackle doing a backflip <laughs> in his uh, you know pre draft process and. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, the whole uh bears uh linebacker situation, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think Okariki's a buy for me now with the Giants, you know, how much they paid him, and you know, he's he's gonna be solid, and he's uh he's he's put up good IDP stats, uh, even with the, the Colts and even with the presence of Darius uh, Leonard, uh, now Shaq Leonard, I guess, and um. So I, I like Okariki. I'm not going to break the bank, but depending on how much I can get him for, and I definitely like him for next year. Uh, Jermaine Pratt was uh, something that I really, uh, as a Pratt owner and as somebody who's always, you know, sort of believed in him, I uh, was glad to see the Bengals re-signed him. Um, same with uh, Alex Anzalone. Uh, he finally stayed healthy and he got paid. So that's a little scary, but like for somebody that I acquired dirt (laughs) cheap, I'm happy. You know what I mean? That uh, he's going to be staying a starter, you know, because that was sort of up in the air. Those are the things that are are kind of wins. Right. And like, I I mentioned this earlier too, uh, while you were gone, uh, Kaiser white. um, I, you know, I don't think they brought him. I don't think uh, Jonathan Gannon brought him over to, to ride the bench. So, and you're probably not going to like to hear this because i think you've acquired isaiah simmons in quite a few places but uh you know his maybe his uh, status is uh, a little up in the air but um out of all of them i think you're gonna laugh at this uh because i know you just acquired him and it's not this has nothing to do with why i'm saying this but even before you did uh made your move in dwc uh giving up the second rounder for him I was really excited to see Cole Holcomb with the with the Steelers. So, if I got a favorite out of all of them, uh, he's always been sort of a favorite of mine, uh, even when he was with Washington. And uh, I really, uh, really am excited to see what he can do. And uh, I think they're paying him six or seven mil. So, he's gonna play, and he's uh, he's gonna accumulate stats. And I just like the way he plays. I just like you know his style and his personality so that's my favorite. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Um, Uh, in the the real world, uh... I kind of like
1: the Byron Murphy signing for the Vikings too, in the real world, but like IDP, uh, you know, I don't place a great deal of importance on cornerback. I want to have one that, you know, is very high scoring, uh, like a Kenny Moore or, uh, the need or what have you, or, you know, Marilyn Humphrey in the past guys like that, if I can, but I'm not going to break the bank for a corner, but in the real world, I think the Byron That's Murphy awesome. to the Viking signing is underrated. Cole Holcomb is my answer though. The mullet. I love
0: that because yeah, I just reached it. Yeah. the mullet. Um, and we, I just added him what a few days ago, uh, in a league in DWC, which is IDP only. Freaking, oh, I suck at linebacker. Right, I've got, i got a couple players, Shaq Leonard, whatever, been hurt, so I had to make a move, and I traded him. I traded uh, two thirds for Holcomb, so I didn't think that was a bad deal. Um, or not two thirds? No, sorry, no, he, a second for Holcomb. Hated-
1: Actually, that deal you did in NWO for the two thirds was a pretty good deal, I thought. Yeah, but for Holcomb, the, you the deal for
0: Holcomb in DWC was a yes, was a second. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's IDP only. I needed a linebacker. Linebacker score pretty heavy, uh, so to give up a second this year for a starting quality linebacker at a position of need, I didn't think that was uh, I didn't think that was too bad at all.
1: Yeah, some people might think it's a bit of an overpay, but I I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, well, and you had hear, to do it. You had to do it. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah.
0: Well, well, they hear second round pick for a linebacker and they automatically freak out, right? But what they're not taking into account is it's IDP only league, linebacker score heavy, uh, and like you said, I had to do it because I didn't. I, I was. I have shit at linebacker, so. Um, I had to do it. And that's not a bad price for a starting linebacker. And I think, and Holcomb's always been one of my favorites, right? So for me, I just, it just made too much sense. So what was your favorite signing? Free agent. Um, I honestly think the, bet my favorite and my, and the best, um, I think it was Jesse Bates going to Atlanta, right? You love um, that guy. I do. I love that motherfucker. You know, I was on him from the get-go, and I know he's kind of had some kind of down years, if you're looking at his numbers a little bit as far as tackles. But last year he set a career high in interceptions with four. So I think going, you know, the, the whole contract thing, me and Kyle's talked about this at length over the last two years. I think now that he's away from Cincinnati and that's no longer an issue, I think he can get back to being who he is, right? Just playing football. And you're plugging him into Atlanta, who, damn, they need help everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even with him, they're they're still going to kind of be shitty because they don't have a pass rush. Now, I know they're trying to add some pieces and the draft is still to come. But, man, they're I think they're going to lean on him heavily, I can easily see Jesse Bates getting back well above a hundred tackles a year. He's just, cause that team is that bad and he's that good. So for me, I know you know, he's probably one of my favorite players and I just think everything kind of aligns. He's got the contract stuff out of the way. He's on a team that needs help and the opportunities, I mean, the opportunities are going to be there for him to make a lot of plays. So um, for me, that. That was my best
1: son. Cool. Yeah, he covers a lot a lot up on the back end. I remember we had uh, a, on this show previously <laughs> when I was on, uh, you know, and we were talking about how Eli, Eli Apple. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, I hope, Jesse, I, I held on to him in a league. I think I acquired him from you actually in, in – oh, no, that's not true. That wouldn't have been that league. Oh, I remember where I had him in another league, uh, that Path to Armageddon one. Uh, oh, where yeah. I, where I acquired him from you, but I yeah. uh, got kicked out, unceremoniously re- released from my contract in that league.
0: <laughs> yes. And I'm I'm no longer in that league either. So, um,
1: solidarity. Interesting.
0: Yeah. 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 People. <laughs> That's right. Um, which free agent signing did you hate the most? Like, so I'm trying to I guess when I ask these questions, I'm asking I'm not clear on them. So I'm asking from an IDP right? standpoint, mm-hmm. fancy standpoint. Um yeah. so which free agent signing did you hate the most? I mean, like which one what player moved somewhere where you think his value just took a hit for
1: fancy? Well, right now, without them making any other moves, it's Drew Tranquil to the Chiefs. Like, uh, depending on, you know what I mean? If I can't see them moving Bolton, but i actually, I can, because they're just that kind of an organization or Willie gay, uh, probably whatever one they can get for cheaper. I would say maybe they're going to keep around and, um, but, and well, then they still have, Leo play, Ch- they had Leo Chanel or, playing uh, off ball there too. So there's just kind of true, too many true. cooks in the kitchen at the moment there. Uh, but if. Something changes that could change my opinion, right? If one of those guys gets shipped out of there, but for now, uh, Drew Tranquil to the Chiefs was something that I hated, and um, yeah, I wouldn't say I I hate. hate. Sorry, go ahead. I wouldn't say that I hate uh, this, but it was surprising for me. I'll say is uh, Cade and Ellis to the Falcons. Uh, for, what, seven mil a year or something. I think it was like a three-year, $21 million contract. Uh, and I think it was like 11 million guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken, which I didn't see that one coming, I guess we'll say. But it's not like I hate it. I hate the Drew Tranquil to the Chiefs, but the Caden Ellis thing was surprising.
0: Completely agree with you on the Tranquil. Um, and I completely agree with you also on the Chiefs oh, moving on. Good. From We're there. agreeing
1: too much. We got to well, fight. Well, I know, on. but. You better bring something well, we will.
0: to fight about later. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, you made the comment, the Chiefs will move on from whoever they can have, cheaper, Gay or Bolton. It's going to be Bolton because he's, you saw what he did in the playoffs. You saw what he did in the Super Bowl, right? Uh, the pick yeah, six nearly had a
1: Bolton fan.
0: Yep. Nearly had a second pick six. So
1: but when that time comes,
0: sorry. Right. Well, when that time comes and it's coming real quick that he wants a contract extension or whatever, he's going to be out because they're going to get Willie Gay at a much cheaper price. Um, is that this year? Probably not. Uh, 2024, maybe, that's kind of where you look at it. Because uh, Bolton's going to come it, They're going to have to do something with him because he's just too good of a player, uh, NFL or fantasy. So I agree with you on that. Um, man, I, I was sitting here listening to you to try to think of what free agent signing did I hate the most. And I feel, we're going to talk about this, well... I'm looking here. Don't make a liar out of me. Okay, so this is one of our other questions. So I'm going to kind of lead into this and knock out two questions here. So I'm going to go to Chicago, right? They had Jack Sanborn. They traded Roquan Smith. I don't know what the hell they were thinking there, but they traded Roquan, they rolled with Jack Sanborn, and he was a fancy darling, right? Waiver wire wonder, uh, probably won you a shit ton of championships, was everything that you could hope and dream for off the waiver wire. Season's over, free agency hits, and what does Chicago do? They not only signed one linebacker, they signed two. <laughs> they come in with Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, right? Paid them yeah. both big time, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing with Jack Sanborn now, right?
1: I mean, at best, <laughs> he's the that. third linebacker. Dude. What the hell are you doing spending so much money on linebackers? Maybe one. Exactly. So, so
0: yeah, That's maybe good. one, but you went and signed two, and you That's had a stud. I think – Yeah, top dollar, and I think you already had a stud in Sanborn. I mean, maybe he's not perfect, but maybe you sign Edmonds or maybe you sign Edwards. You sign one of those and pair with him, and I think you're fine. I'm okay. But you sign two of those. What do you do with Sanborn? He's automatically become the third wheel, right? Which is okay, I guess. But as a fancy manager, you're like, what the fuck do I do with him now? Because you're not going to get – what are you going to get out of Sandborn? Because me and you, if somebody tries to trade us Sanborn, we're going to be like, get the fuck out of here. They've got Edmonds and they've got Edwards. He's hes their third best linebacker. I mean, okay. you would have to be in a super deep league to even have him be a value for me, right?
1: Well, I'll tell you how I would approach it and what I usually do. But not every – like, it's hard for me to find other people that think like this, to be quite frank, as in, like for trading partners because – what I would do is if I owned... I would want to own all of them. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I look at it. I want to own every single horse in the race. And knock down. Uh, Woo!
0: My bad. Oh, Sorry. Tank? Nope. Yeah, Tank knocked uh, Garcia down.
1: Yeah. Uh, Second round. So his ass. If I own Sanborn, I'm maybe shopping him to uh, an Edwards like or um uh Tremaine Edmonds owner right right and that's that's the only play you have right is yeah. trading him
0: as a backup or as a um
1: or he's a hold state. right right like I'm I'm yeah. a very uh how should I say it I want to say principled but more so uh disciplined no yeah I guess discipline but like uh you know it's not gonna be any sweat off of my uh, nuts to to hold on to the guy. i i I got tons of linebackers anyway. I probably wasn't you know really counting on him, or you know what I mean? Like I usually have depth uh, pretty well everywhere, right? I did the same thing with Jesse Bates, you know what I mean? Like he was practically left for dead, and what am I gonna do? I can't trade him, so you know because right. his his values right. down. I'm not going to get what I paid for him and I don't take a loss too often. I will occasionally, but it's sort of just the way I operate. And so he can just sit on my bench, you know what I mean? And I, I got other guys that can step up and play and, you know, if somebody comes at me, but usually they're going to try to buy him cheap the same way I would off of somebody, you know what I mean? Someone else, but I'm just sort of very principled like that where uh, you know, if, if I get something that kind of is a little bit more uh, than the value that I perceive for him, then sure. You know what I mean? And I don't mind doing favors for other owners sometimes too, you know, like uh, it's cutthroat, but it's also like, is it really going to fucking matter to me if I trade Sanborn <laughs> to somebody for TJ Edwards, uh, you know, a TJ Edwards and uh, a Tremaine Edmonds owner or, you know, one or the other. No. So I don't know. uh For me personally, though, if I'm answering that question, that's how I approach it is try if I own them and I don't own either of the other guys, I approach an owner that owns one of them. Although, you know, all three of them could be on the field at once. And I think that's probably what they do plan on doing. And that is sort of Chicago's DNA, right? Like that's, that's the kind of town they are. You know what I mean? That's the kind of team they've always been monsters of the midway. You know what I mean? They like their linebackers. Yep. And, uh, and I the, think fans, that, the fans I, like it too, I right? So I think that's what played into why they gave top dollar to those two guys. But right. from and a fantasy I think perspective, that second
0: level would be dominant, right? Edmonds, Edwards, Sanborn. You can make up for a lot of deficiencies of your front line, right? Because those three are going to come in and, and swallow up everything. You've got two good safeties brisker and uh and uh Eddie Jackson, yeah. So I think you're you've got a triangle there that three point corner.
1: I got Jalen, I mean, Kyler yep. yep. Gordon is a good fantasy corner, but he's not a really good real life corner, uh, right? But yeah, yeah, I mean and their line does uh it's weak so they these linebackers are going to have to clean up a lot of stuff but i fully expect them to address both sides of the line and the trenches in this draft in fact that's pretty well all i would do if i was them you know yeah, i would I maybe so you know what i mean like i'm 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 doubling up i might even triple up on uh you know o-line and d-line like
0: yeah the just the, the big question up. The big question will be: They traded from, they traded back out of one, right? They traded to the Panthers, Ugh. and from everything yeah, that I saw, and, yeah, they're down to nine. So everything that I saw and heard at one, if they kept it, was Jalen Carter, right? We all we all know about the off the field shit with the drag racing and some other stuff, and his stock has kind of took a hit. If for some Reason and, and I agree. Jalen Carter's gonna fall just a little bit. He's not gonna be the number one overall pick. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be a top four pick. I can't see him dropping to, to nine. I don't think he does either. I think Seattle at five, Detroit yes. maybe at that's, six to me that that's, might be where he goes.
1: Yeah. I don't see him getting through that little gauntlet there and you know, Vegas and then Arizona. Uh, oh, sorry, no uh, I'm thinking about the mock draft I did I had Arizona trading down from two So uh, yeah, Seattle, uh, Detroit Well, it, it's Seattle, Detroit, Vegas And uh, Who did I have the, the trade with? I'm trying to remember Who moved up to two um, Well, it was a quarterback needy team So, uh, And it wasn't the Colts Because right. they're at four So who's at eight right now? Oh uh, Atlanta. I, was, Atlanta. I had Atlanta yeah, moving yes, up yes. to three. So Arizona's at three. And I had them move. I had them given up a first rounder next year uh to move up to three to get Anthony Richardson. Because uh, you know, I just have some Mike Vick visions kind of you know what I mean, going <laughs> right. through my head, right? And yeah. uh it's fun to do stuff like that. But anyways, I got yeah. a little off topic there. But yeah, no, no i are fine, you're fine. Jalen Carter. And this is another question you have on this sheet, so uh, it kind of segues into it nicely. Uh, Jalen Carter, for me, is my top IDP rookie. So that is the next question on uh, the sheet here. And, I mean, I didn't want to like Jalen Carter. I really didn't. Uh, I mistakenly thought that he was neutralized, you know, pretty well in the college football playoffs uh, until I turned on the tape. You know, and I just have these biases sometimes for no good reason. And he was one of those guys. And I really didn't want to to like him. But once I turned on that tape, man, I, I haven't seen uh, – I can't remember the last time I saw a prospect like this, uh, to be quite frank. He's definitely my number one overall player in the draft. He's definitely my number one overall IDP, even though D-Tackle is a bit of a transition to the NFL. But his – hand usage his uh hezy moves the way he sets people up he's got a pass rush plan and he has the ability to, to carry it out but like he has multiple multiple uh pass rush uh moves and and techniques and uh I love his hands you know what I mean I love um I love everything about him man like he's a game changer for me um and he's hands down bar none the best player in this draft overall for me in the real world and even in idp although if i'm gonna have him slip anywhere you know what i mean i might i could see him slipping a bit in in idp drafts just because d tackles don't generally go that high it's not like a glamour uh position even though depending on your scoring like in our leagues we value d tackle quite a bit you know what i mean and in, in dwc and uh nwo uh He's he's gonna be a valuable commodity. I don't care what anyone says. And I, the legal stuff, you know, that does concern me. And uh, he needs a fresh start, right? And that's why I love Seattle yep. at five. Uh, it's and not they the don't greatest. care
0: about off the field stuff, right? I mean, they've showed that. Well, they don't really have care strong about leadership.
1: Kind of they have a great exactly. culture. Exactly. And they have Pete yes. Carroll, right? And it's yes. far away from where it happened. So you know what I mean? Exactly. Have a real, true, fresh start there. He's a little lazy. Yeah, I agree. And right. I mean, you know, that pro day bullshit, that's gonna turn some teams off, right? Like even that's if it's gonna he, turn a lot of people off, right? Like like Detroit, if they have the the uh the choice there and he he drops to them, I'm not entirely sure, you know, even despite his talent that Dan Campbell would be willing to, you know, introduce him and his possibly negative attitude to that culture, that hard-won culture that he has worked so hard for, you know what I mean? So you really have to have the the supporting cast if you do make that pick. But I can't see him sliding out of the top five, definitely not out of the top ten. But I have been wrong before, and, I mean, it just depends probably on his interview and stuff that we can't see. So about right. the pro day thing was bullshit. Well,
0: yeah, he- You know, the whole drag racing shit and the lies that was kind of told, I'm sure he was kind of scared and kind of trying to cover his ass. Who wouldn't do that, right? So I I kind of take that quote unquote with a little bit of grain of salt. But here's my problem with it. I think he's pound for pound the best player in the draft especially on defense, right? But to show up to your pro day when this is, I know you got a lot of shit on your mind, but this was kind of put behind you already. You show up to your pro day and you can't even finish the fucking drills. Really?
1: Get the fuck out of here. Well, I, I say have, you're I have, have issue issues. you somebody's death in the vehicle that you're in, like behind you quickly.
0: See, that's my one caveat. that's that's where I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I will give him that. But this is your whole career. This is what you've been training for probably since he was, what, eight or nine. He's been playing football most likely, like most kids. And you're a stud at Georgia. You're a stud in high school. You're a stud in college. And and you're the potential number one overall pick of the draft. Yeah. And you can't even show up to your pro day and, and perform.
1: And it's and not it, the first it, time either, like that he's been accused of being lazy.
0: Exactly. So that those red flags for me are legit. Forget the other stuff. Or I don't want to say forget because that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Um I think he's gonna slide. I think he's outside the top five. Well, Seattle's at five. So I think from five to nine is where he goes. If Seattle passes on him, I'm kind of like you. I don't know if Detroit and Matt Campbell, I don't know, right? At seven, eight. If for some reason he gets to nine and Chicago's still at nine, then if I'm Chicago, I probably jump on him. Because that'll you're be getting
1: tough. that'll be a tough decision for them there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody trades up if he does fall. You know what I mean? Past six, seven, into that area. My initial thought eight.
0: is if he slides, Seattle takes him at five. I just—it's in my gut that.
1: Yeah, if he that's slides, where I had him, him going. But um, um, for so Chicago, for, for Chicago, I think that <clears throat> for me it's Paris Johnson, right? I yeah, think you—you got to protect Justin Fields. And well, you got to get him my throat pick. with that pick. He was a he was a freshman when Fields was there. I actually kind of like them taking uh, Luke Whippler too, or I don't know how do you pronounce his name, but uh, you know, end of the second or in in the third round if they could get him there, even right, just make Justin Fields as comfortable as possible, man. Make him as happy as possible. Build a a wall in front of him, man. Um, Protect him. make give him every. Possible thing he needs to succeed. But yeah, Jalen Carter would be uh, very hard to pass up on. And I think that's what you're.
0: Well, if you're Chicago and you're trading out of the 101. If you're trading out of the 101, you're you're telling the whole world. We believe in Justin Fields, right? You believe in what he can do. So if that's the case, then why wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: Why wouldn't you go with him? That's the stupidest For, shit I ever been heard. Getting crazy. offensive lineman Paris Johnson, Peters. Well, you don't I have mean, a choice, man. You go that, with him, but that's what you're telling the world. Well, yeah, that's what oh, you're yeah. telling on him. you're yeah, telling the world. That's what you do. That's your quarterback, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're right. so a, that.
0: So now you got to protect him. That I agree with you on that. You go protect him. With either Paris Johnson, Peter Skaronsky, whoever at offensive, you got to upgrade that line to protect him.
1: Right. Um, Skaronsky's got short arms though, and and he may may be a guard at the next level. I'm not saying it's going to be for sure, but you know what I mean. Like NFL, NFL types, if you don't got 33 inch arms, man, that's that. Like I don't think people really truly understand that part of it. So I have Skaronsky falling a little bit. I have him going to the Jets. And also what Van Ness did well, to him. If, well, you know if you mean? take... That's, that sticks it, out in it, my it, head.
0: Oh, yeah. Van Ness bled him that,
1: up. That's the nastiest thing I saw all uh, draft uh, prep, all all pre, pre-draft process, man. That, but Van Ness putting him on her, pace and just I hope Kermit doesn't backwards. listen to
0: this show because he will light me up over this. Irma. Yeah, I said I hope he doesn't listen to this episode because... He's going to lock me up over what you just said.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what an asshole. Fuck Turner.
1: But, but back to Carter, um, like his lateral quickness, man, and his uh, like he's got these sort of hezy moves where he's, he just sets them up and he's got the hands to go with it, man, like, uh, you know, with clubs and and swim moves. And he's just uh, – he's the total package. All he has to do is stay motivated, stay yep. in shape, and I think that Seattle is the perfect spot for him to, to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Sorry, go ahead. I just so got for, excited about Carter.
0: No, you're, you're you're fine. You're fine. That's what I like. Um, so for me, my top, I, Rick, this is, it's Will Anderson, man. As good as Jalen Carter is at a premium position in the NFL, and if you're playing in IDP leagues where, like we play in where defensive tackles get a premium scoring, that's hard to beat, right? But Will Anderson is a motherfucking gangster. I'm telling you right now, that dude is on another level, and he's probably going easily top one at one. Um, if Houston stays, and I've heard the rumblings that they're not taking a quarterback, I've heard the rumblings. They're not going to take whoever's there. The precedent's been set, and I know it's a different regime, but the precedent was set a few years ago, well, a number of years ago, when they took Mario Williams over Reggie Bush, right? Everybody said Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. Nope. Mario Williams. They got their pass rusher. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again. Them take pass, rush, they have nobody on that team that can rush the passer. He can do that. If they take a quarterback, fine. If they trade it, fine. Number three, Arizona. Guess what? They need a freaking pass rusher. They have, other than Zach Allen, because JJ Watt's gone, right? They have nobody that can rush the passer. Will Anderson Jr. does not get out of the top three. He either goes two or three, in my opinion. Um, and with that said, I, I think he's the most complete player in this league. And that's saying a lot because I think Carter's right there with him, right? But from a fantasy standpoint, give me Will Anderson. Two years ago, his junior year, he had 100 tackles, 30-something TFLs, and 17, 18 sacks, in the SEC, the premium college
1: conference. Proving ground, yep. And he dominated people. It's a
0: weak linebacker class. Cornerbacks are dime a dozen. Safeties are eh, overall. Defensive tackles are whatever. It's a strong edge class. Don't get me wrong. It's a strong edge class. And maybe the strongest edge class we've seen in Juan, but man, he is head and shoulders above everybody else. This he's the dude I'm i t- I'll plant my flag on him. That he's he's the dude. He's the guy you want. And it don't matter where he goes, because he he's gonna be a stud.
1: He's gonna be a superstar. Finally, something we can have a little bit of a fight about. Because I have okay, more please. concerns. Than most with will anderson oh, and get the it, fuck it, out of here what I concern could you god, possibly
0: man, have with him
1: i swear to god his size and his speed are not ideal I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. but the results speak for themselves look at the game about but, but listen, being an listen, analytic listen. guy go watch the film dude i do you think i you know i do you know what i mean i ain't any anybody i talk about on here i watch the tape on Every one of these rookies, I watched the tape. I if, I got, if I got him on my top 88 IDP rookies, I watched the tape, whatever tape I could find on the guy I watched period right. End of story. But if the top four picks are quarterbacks, but I don't think they will be. And I wanted to say this earlier, the rumor is right now, but this is always dangerous when they're floating rumors at this time. Uh, Prior to the draft, it almost kind of means the opposite. But also, I can definitely see this being true, uh, is that D'Amico Ryans is in love with Will Anderson. And it doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? He's He's been most people's uh, BPA, I guess you would call it, for since 2021. Right? And, you know, I'm well, not going to sit here know. and say he's a bad player. Like, that's just stupidity. But I am going to say this. If the top four picks somehow do become QBs, right? Will Anderson isn't really a great fit for Seattle with what they run schematically uh, there. So I could see Jalen Carter going ahead of him. So I could see him dropping conceivably down to six at the Lions, but I don't see him getting past that. But anyways, this is sort of like probably not going to happen, but – This is where everything hinges for me on the Lions. And I can see the Lions actually, this is crazy, being so in love with Witherspoon, with Devin Witherspoon, as a lockdown corner in a passing league, to even pass up Will Anderson. Uh, You know, even despite the fact that they have some recent uh, cornerback additions. Uh, And if it wasn't for them having another pick at 18, and it being such a, a deep cornerback class, uh, they could do the unthinkable and, and maybe pass on, uh, on Will Anderson. But this is sort of, you know, far fetched. I, I, I'll agree with you, but the smart money, <laughs> the smart money Boom. is on Will Anderson, you know, definitely Yuck, yeah. going early. And, uh, you know, oh, I mean, definitely, sorry. even if, even if the top four picks through trades end up being quarterbacks, which I doubt that happens, but it could, uh, Six is as far as I can see Will Anderson sliding. But he relies heavily, like he doesn't have as nuanced as an attack as I'd like to see. He, He really relies heavily on the long arm and so do a lot of other people. And it's, you know, it's a smart technique. It's a good technique. You can't argue with logic and you can't argue with production against the best collegiate competition there is, like you said. But I believe that there's a lower ceiling than most people are willing to see or admit right now with will anderson uh, but he has a very safe floor and he's got no baggage which is exactly what hutchinson was uh last year and he fits dan campbell's uh culture but one thing i'll uh, just i'll leave you with this that simul camp and i know this is stupidity and maybe it's over analysis and you know what i mean i've just had too long with will anderson on my mind for two years or whatever and i'm you know poking holes where i don't need to but that Von Miller and, and uh, Will Anderson, Von Miller was, like, this is 12 years ago. They're, they're very similarly sized prospects, too. And uh, if you watch that YouTube video of him, he blows him out of the water in the 40, which isn't a be-all and end-all. And, I mean, the tape is the tape, and Will Anderson is a stud. I'm never going to argue that. I just have, I just see, I have a little, few more concerns than most people do with him. I have to plug my computer in, so are you still there? Yeah,
0: I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Uh, sorry for the uh, outburst, but... Hank uh, <laughs> knocked uh, him out? Uh, yeah, he freaking cold cocked his ass. But 15, I'll take it. Boom. <laughs> Woo! I'll take it. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, you you know, I I can see that. Um, man, if he slides to six and Detroit's there, holy crap, how do you, I don't know that you can. Um, I don't. I don't know that you can. If if the situation arises, Detroit sitting there at six. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are both on the board. What the fuck do you do? I mean, seriously, you've got Aiden Hutchinson. I I'd probably, take, I'd probably
1: take. I probably take Will can, Anderson. I know, but, they, I, but you have, have that have, book. Uh, they still have Romeo O'Quara and. No. Um, Forget who the other guy that's back in yeah. the oh Charles Harris, is it? For another year. But yes, that, yes, yes. What I mean? so, so they could bridge. So here's the thing. They could. And
0: here's the thing. Everything that I'm hearing and seeing, Detroit thinks Will Anderson will be gone. Rightfully so. He's probably going right. in the top three picks.
1: He definitely is if everything stays a, the way it is. There's a real now.
0: strong chance. The
1: only right. way he's and not. There, is but there's a if, really if good chance straight.
0: he's going at 5 to Seattle. Right. And maybe he goes 5 to Seattle. If you're Detroit at 6. Okay. No. Anderson is gone, Carter is gone. Everything that I'm hearing, Devin Witherspoon is the pick. Now, this makes sense because of this. They just got rid of Jeff Okuda. They traded Jeff Okuda to Atlanta. Okuda's a good player, right? Really good player. I'm, I'm not hating on him, but he just could not stay freaking healthy. He was hurt too much, so they moved him. That tells me they're looking at cornerback. I, I Now, who it is? Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, whoever. I'm hearing it's Witherspoon, not hating that, but if for some reason Anderson's there at six, I don't think you can take a corner there. You have to take one of those two. You have to take Anderson as the bookend to Hutchison, or you have to take Carter as that stud in the middle. You have to. I don't know how you can pass on
1: that. Well, it's a passing league. So, and I mean, if they I have know, it in their And head, everything's
0: won in the trenches.
1: That's true. Right? But they've spent a lot of draft capital on the trenches uh, in recent uh, years. Doesn't mean they won't do it again. but And I don't see them passing on Will right. Anderson in particular. I do see them maybe passing on Carter, but I don't think they're going to have to worry about it because I think he'll be gone. But I could be wrong.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's – Man, I can't wait till the I can't wait till the fucking draft gets here.
1: Yeah, it's like Christmas. I can't videos. wait. There's nothing yeah. I love so more hopefully than the first
0: draft. Me either. And hopefully me and you are sitting here uh now talking about the draft. That was so much fun last year. Just you know, just me and you just doing that. So um 100%. Who is your most overrated IDP rookie. Like, what rookie is everybody hyping, and you're just like, nah, fuck that. I'm out on this kid.
1: Well, I'm not totally out on him, but, I mean, it's Kalaja Cansey without question. Way too much fucking hype. Well, nothing negative about the size. guy. You know, like, yeah, size. That's what it is. I'm a size snob. And, uh, you know, I just don't care what anybody – Thinks about it, uh, you know, he's 280 pounds, everybody makes these Aaron Donald comparisons. Well, fuck Aaron Donald's a once in a lifetime, not even just generation. Like Hold know, on, he, hold on. Me
0: and Kyle talked me and Kyle talked about this, and I'm glad you said that.
1: I don't give a shit what he ran his 40 in, or you know what nah, I mean, how man. he compares to him with all that. He ain't as strong as Aaron Donald. He wasn't working out in his basement with his father since he was a kid, you know what I mean? Like uh Aaron Donald had double the production that Cancy had at Pittsburgh. That's not to say Cancy's not a good player or that his tape isn't good because his tape is good. But the NFL wow. has a way, I mean, he's got one percentile arms. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like that shit in the NFL that doesn't fly, man. You saw what happened to Ed Oliver, you know what I mean? And Ed Oliver's, you know, uh personally, uh, you know. I just yeah. think he's just overhyped, Hansi. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying I hate him. Tape was good. Uh, but there's just certain limitations that you – there's nothing you can do about in the NFL. And, uh, yeah. you know, one percentile arms, he's got to go somewhere that somebody else is going to cover him up. He needs, like, a bodyguard. He needs a – you know, on a four-man four front, 4-3, uh, four, base D – like Jordan Davis next to him in Philly or something like that, you know, or uh, I could see him even as more like a three, uh, four kind of defensive end, you know, or, or, uh, but I just think that he's way too overhyped and uh, we'll see though. I mean, it all depends on the system and whoever takes him is going to be a system fit. So I could end up looking stupid and, and have uh yoke on my face over this, but, that's that's who, I'm gonna, that's who I'm gonna say for now. And another guy I don't really love is uh, Brian Branch. I mean, he got lit up by your voles. Lit the fuck up. Like I mean, Jalen Hyatt just had a field day with him. And uh, I just don't yeah, he's like I don't like Branch uh, as much as, as other people do as far as like he's their number one lock safety uh where's my notes on this uh he, he had some he past appearances me. against Tennessee uh he doesn't really want to stick his nose in there all the time I find I almost like Jordan Battle more and I definitely do from a value standpoint for for IDP uh but oh, yeah definitely I mean, definitely Tennessee just fucking you watch that Tennessee tape I just watched it again the other day and uh <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they lit him the fuck up.
0: Yeah, they did. Like a Christmas tree, just fucking woof. Um, man, my brain is all over the place. Thank you, Javante Tank. Went 121. Thank you. Appreciate you. My dog. Um, I'm surprised that you don't have Brian Branch as your number one safety and you're right tennessee absolutely lit him up right but not all that was on him there was some blown assignments That's by weird. the corners there was some honest by the corner in some unfavorable positions or forcing him to try to cover up which was too late because Jalen 4 four four four, whatever he ran, four four three, I think it was. That's that's freaking blazing, right? And with that kind of speed, in what Tennessee runs, if you're if you're not in place quickly, you're burnt. So, um, I will say that. Now I will give you, Branch. At times has looked rough. This the other on, uh, Davey IDP grind Twitter. Um, Go against Kansas State, right? Um, Right off the bat, he had a couple plays early, like first three or four minutes of the game. He was kind of too loose in his coverage and was giving up first downs, whatever. But after that, He freaking settled down, and he was a monster. I mean, he was making – you could see the instincts and his ability to read the play, break on it, make plays. I mean, he had an interception. He was being physical in the run game. After those first, I want to say, three or four minutes – Alabama. Almost. I mean, he was dominating the game. Interceptions, pass deflections. He's so versatile, and I think that's what the NFL is looking for. You put him, you put him on a team in the NFL that knows how to be creative defensively, and they're going. Brian Branch is going to be a stud. Now, if you don't have some creativity. then kind of say it you back but man I think Brian Branch is easily the best safety in this class. Now to your point I agree Jordan Battle for the value that you can get him the NFL can get him best bang for the buck right I think he gets overlooked uh because he I mean you go back and look what he did at Bama solid right N- was never super flashy but you knew where his floor was and he was going to give you knew what you're getting out of him. Um, so I agree. I will disagree with you. Brian Branch is easily the top safety in this league. He can, he can play the slot. He can kick outside the corner if you need to. He can play free safety. And with his aggressiveness, it's not ideal, but you could play him at strong safety if you need to. Um, he was so good last year that he almost forced Alabama to play what we're seeing in the NFL, right? The the trend in the NFL is that Nickel three safe, the Chargers, the Titans, and some other teams. He almost forced Alabama to do that because they had Jordan Battle. They had DeMarco Hellems who, by the way, is another good safety that Alabama has.
1: I disagree. I can't stand he Helms. was he was good. I'm
0: not saying I'm not Thank saying he's great, but he was a good safety.
1: He's almost undraftable for me actually he was undraftable for me in the id in the dwc draft
0: right but my point is he forced them as a safety safety that that versatility with his skill set kind of separates him from everybody else um oh branch i'm a huge
1: yeah, yeah branch. Definitely- i'm a
0: huge primary. I'm a huge brown Branch. He's definitely fan. a
1: versatile guy. He's my saf- he's he's my safety number two, but I have him dropping uh-huh. a little bit. You know what? I just don't think he's an alpha. And you know where I have him going? I have him going number 21 to the San Diego Chargers, Ooh. where there is an alpha, Derwin James, and the two of them together, yeah, the two of them would be making oh, some fuck. some sweet music together. And they got to play the Chiefs all the time. You know what I mean? You gotta have that secondary on lockdown. I think that would be a good fit. But I also kind of see well, tell uh, you right, Dalton Kincaid tell in, you right. uh, in San Diego as well for some reason. I, I just feel like him and uh, Justin Herbert uh, make some sense there. But, yeah, I, I, I don't right hate now. Brian Briggs. Don't if get I, it twisted. But, I no, mean, they no, all got think. cooked. That whole secondary got cooked by Tennessee, man. And uh, I just – I don't think he's an alpha. Yeah. I have uh, Antonio uh, Johnson ahead of him, and you know me, man. I'm a contrarian, and I'm a, I'm always going to have hot takes. I'm not going to just sit here and go with the conventional wisdom or the talking head. No, I, never, I agree. I'm never going to do that shit.
0: That's why I want you on here. That's and why Kansas I State, whoopie
1: shit. He looked good against Kansas State. Who the fuck doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, True. you know, they got Adrian Martinez running the show there course he can look good but well, how did he look against the uh, NFL caliber quarterback and Hendon Hooker with some accuracy who also has some mobility i'm telling you man they got torched lit up branch oh, helms even battle but yep. yeah i mean they're your boys you 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 watched that we watched it together i remember the yep. goalpost going down while i was in a semi blackout well <laughs> more than a semi, a major blackout but uh you know, I got <laughs> picture, I got pictures on my TV uh, of them carrying the goalposts out of uh, Nayland Stadium and uh, down to the river, and I was loving every minute of it.
0: Hell yeah, me too. Um I, I don't disagree with you on the battle take. Um, I think I will fight you over Branch and Johnson.
1: Yeah, well, Antonio, John- people, Antonio
0: Johnson is an inbox safety, right? And I get that he the can hot almost tape. Pl-
1: And his testing numbers weren't great.
0: Yeah, he can all get that. And his testing numbers weren't great. But hey, Brian Some Branch, his time time numbers weren't great either. Yeah, they were pathetic. But you go watch the tape, I'm telling you. Brian Branch's skill set and his versatility. And I think the versatility is going to be the key, right? Because he can yeah. play the slot. He can play the corner. He can play free safety. If you need him to, he could even play strong safety. Not ideal, but if he falls, well, I don't want to say fall. If he if if the Chargers are on the board and they take him, holy shit, sign me up because I will take him paired with freaking Derwin James. Holy shit. Those two will be the best safety duo in the league. Easily.
1: Easily. Yeah, I mean, smart money says that he'll go before that. And, like, I could see even Green Bay is where his
0: where, where does, uh, where does the Chargers
1: But I think Green Bay is going to have their choice of uh, Miles Murphy or Van Ness. So – I think that they'll probably because once they lost Rashawn Gary for the year last year, that defense completely changed and it basically tanked their whole season. So I think they're going to place a premium on pass rush uh, at that point in the draft. But like I could see Branch just sliding just a little bit. Right. And uh, yeah, I got I got him going to San Diego Chargers at 21, which probably won't happen. Right. But, you know. You know, I, I'd be hard-pressed to nail one of these that, crazy but things kind of thing. I'm coming out with, but this is what's fun to me, you know? And also, I really just don't yep. give a shit. Like, I have my opinions, and uh, they're strong <laughs> opinions. And I like to swim against the current, you know what I mean? And uh, I pick apart conventional wisdom. I look for uh, inconsistencies. I look for uh, inequities within, you know, the conventional norms and groupthink and, that's sort of what makes me successful in my opinion. And I mean, I say successful, like tongue in cheek, I know it's just fantasy football. And I mean, I'm not, you know, taking myself too seriously here or saying that I'm the best that ever walked a planet or anything like that. I like to say that sometimes just to incite riots and, uh, get, and bring some excitement to leagues and stuff, but, uh, it's not really Rats.
0: serious. No, I got you. I hear you. Um, So let's move on here a little bit. We've got a few listeners. We
1: <laughs> we're running along again. Questions. We're like, yeah, we're going to keep this one short. <laughs> <laughs> what is it?
0: Right? Well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's never short with me, so never short. Um, me neither. Uh, before we get to those listener questions, uh, I want to thank MFL my fancy league uh, for supporting us, our listener leagues. Um, best fun. Fi- best thing for the buck, right? You know, nothing's perfect, but I think with what they provide and what they do, um, they're the best in the business, right? Um, that's where lose 90% at? my fancy league.
1: In. Okay. MFL. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: that's where 90% of my leagues are. Uh, you know, the listener leagues, of course, DWC.
1: Uh, that's where 100%
0: of out. my leagues are. Right, and you've got NWO. So um, I think that's...
1: But still, I don't like change. You know, I don't they know they, are they the, changed uh, some of those think. things up.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've changed a few things. Some of them I did like. I actually yeah. did like some of the things, uh, but it took me a minute to kind of figure out what they were doing. But, yeah. I kinda like some of them, others, eh, not so much, but that's okay.
1: Um yeah, just navigating it when you're used to doing it a certain way for so long. Yeah. everybody does that stuff nowadays, and that's just me being an old man complaining.
0: Right, and they're you're, by you're far the they're
1: by far the best. Uh I wouldn't even play a league outside of MFL. Honest to God. I don't right. even take I don't even take them serious. I have a
0: couple. Yeah, I have a couple just for the knowledge of the platform i have one on yahoo i have uh one on flea flicker and one on espn i think it is but other than that mfl's where i stay over all the
1: minor leagues as far as i'm concerned yep
0: i agree mfl is definitely well i want to thank trophy smack because they also sponsor us Um, They provide us with uh, championship rings for our our listener leagues. Uh, Listener League 1 and 2 for IDP Nation, the IDP Grind Listener League. So um, you've heard me talk about them. You've seen them on some of our videos. Good quality stuff, right? Nice, heavy rings. They bling. They're well made. Um, So if you need champion football right they got baseball basketball football hockey whatever you want go check them out and they've got more of the rings they got rings they got plaques they got trophies they got championship belts those championship belts are they're something else um so go check them out and support them and then also we want to thank action 247 uh locally owned gambling site for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans uh, they've got all the uh, The odds, the big boys do, right? Everything from baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, football, ping pong, racing, Formula One, you name it, they got it. Go check them out. Um, So we, you know, anytime you support them, you're supporting us. And something new, by the way, um, we now have... An official store for IDP Nation. Uh, go check out our link in uh, on a Patreon if you're. We have a store set up. Right on. Uh, for official 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 merchandise, and it Ooh. goes for Debbie IDP grind too. So you can get T-shirts, sweaters, coffee cups, uh, stickers, coasters. Um, man. They've got everything set up. for Beer us. cozies, uh, probably. Beer cozies, yes. I'm getting some of those. Um, you name it, they've got it. And right now, for the next week, uh, post my Twitter account. They're running a promo. You can get a 10 percent off right now. So go check that out. Help support us. Um,
1: Good for you guys, man. And That's if you're,
0: cool. if you. Yeah, and if you if you're setting up a website or a podcast or something, and you you're wanting to do something like that, go check out at Voice Fuego. Um, he's the one setting it up for us. He does. Uh, if you follow Dynasty Trades HQ, he does their stuff too. Man, he does some great work. It's a good process. Um listener questions, dude. And this is probably my favorite part because I, th- and I feel like all podcasts do this, and, and us included. But we can talk about players, and we can do the news and notes and whatever. But it's a broad range, right? I feel like with listener questions—they're being more specific, right? They're telling you what kind of leagues they have. Their their roster situation, so I think you're a little more. I think we can be a little more in tune with the listener questions because you're you're getting the specifics, Um, and also, man. One of my favorite things is some of the usernames from some of these guys are just amazing. Um, But we'll jump into it. So we've got uh, Reddit was the uh, main thing today. Um, User Mapes ten twenty four. He says. What to do, slash, ex- sorry, expect from linebacker Shaquille Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts? I feel like if you what already have you him on in a the note roster, there, so you I'm have just going
1: to say it again for you. What to expect from Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard? You what to do
0: out. with him and what to expect? Sorry. What to do or what to expect? I okay. feel like if you have him on your roster, if you don't have him on your roster, I feel like he's kind of a go grab, go trade for in a way because I think his value's down. Mm-hmm. But what to expect from him? E, I don't know. I, if you want my true thing, I think he's no better than an LB two right now. Cause I don't think you can trust him staying healthy. That's just kind of where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. Uh, I expect a bounce back season if he stays healthy, but like you said, uh, the injury uh, question is the one that looms large. And, um, but you know, I'm a betting man. I'm a gambling man. I'm going to go after that value. You know, I think that, uh, you know, I haven't been actively seeking him out, but I, I definitely would if I could, if I could get him for, uh, you know, uh, a decent price, I would, uh, I'll go get him. I sold him a lot, uh, all over the place, uh, in the previous, uh, couple of years. Last year I sold him to Kyle in, um, C2C. I sold him in, uh, I don't, I don't own any shares of him anymore, uh, in leagues that I still participate in, but, uh, He's a he's a decent buy low candidate, and I fully expect him to bounce back. In fact, uh, I recently just let Zaire Franklin go in a contract league for like 5.5 mil, and uh, that's part of the reasoning. Because, uh, uh, but you know what? I actually uh, I never knew ex- uh, Zaire Franklin exactly how he killed the either the combine or his pro day or what. But I mean his. RAS uh, score was uh, was elite, and I wasn't aware of that previously. Um, uh, I thought that last year in our league, uh, uh, his name is Bud. His uh, his team is the Killer Bees. He uh, he traded you, uh, sh- uh, Sha. Well, the artist formerly known as Darius Shaq Leonard, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then he went and picked up uh, Zaire Franklin. And I thought that was. Uh, in retrospect was genius. You know what I mean? And uh, great move by him, great foresight by him. So maybe we should ask him, but uh, uh, I mean, the, the injury thing is definitely worrisome. So you can't pay top dollar, but if somebody is, you know, a little bit miffed and uh, sick of them, right. And you can get them for, reasonable price say like third or fourth rounder even maybe i don't know if he would be that cheap anywhere uh definitely not in an idp only league but i mean maybe so that was good so if you own him on your team right that and that was my question
0: if you own him on your team i wouldn't sell short and no. you're and you're trying to trade so you wouldn't take a third or fourth for uh Leonard? In, in offense and
1: defense Yes, it, it depends different. on a lot of factors, man. But in a vacuum, um, not this year, probably because of the way that you know the draft <laughs> is. There's only really three linebackers that really stand out to me um, that I really want as rookie IDPs and rookie linebackers. Uh, and even some of them may take some time to transition. So, uh, no, I think I would hold, uh, for this year. And in fact, I may try to go get Zaire Franklin and I may pay not top dollar, but definitely more than fair price to get him and sort of have the two of them, even though they are going to sort of siphon stats from each other. But, uh, I kind of feel like that system sort of can support two linebackers as well. Sort of the same as Seattle, not quite the same, but I'm definitely going to hold Shaq Leonard or uh, I would think about a third. I'd probably definitely do a second, uh, but uh, I'm holding for a third or a fourth, even in offense and defense and just praying that he stays healthy. But it seems like, you know, there were yeah. some a lot of little nagging minor injuries that are keeping him out now, which is definitely worrisome, right? Like, uh, but I don't know. We don't know. That's the thing. It's yeah. easy to play armchair quarterback and say, you know, when he's on our fantasy team, all oh, that guy's a pussy isn't he out there playing or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. I sold him last year all over the place. But now I'm sort of thinking, hmm, buy low. Like, it's all about value. It's just like a stock market buy low sell high buy low sell high so wherever the value is right but I mean I'm not like again falling all over myself if the right opportunity presents itself I'll take it either way whether he's on my team or not on my team if the right opportunity presents itself I'm going to take it and I am a risk taker and I I am a boom or bust kind of guy so right So
0: from what I'm kind of on the same level thought process with Leonard, the over under trading Leonard is a third round pick, right? And I kind of I kind of feel like that depends on what your team is, what your makeup yes. is, but yes,
1: and the scoring if you
0: can get more, yeah,
1: yeah, and the scoring. So if you can get because he's more of a name than anything, and you can get right. like linebacker production much cheaper.
0: Yeah,
1: And it depends how many you already have. Yes.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, So Mapes has a second question. In a rookie draft, and I wasn't quite clear on this, but I'm assuming you can draft eight offense and eight defense, or maybe you start eight offense and eight defense. I'm not sure what that meant but it's a super flex league, half point tight end premium.
1: So one and a half I, points per perception for, and reception for tight ends probably.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And his question is, what range would you think the first defender gets drafted as a rookie?
1: Um. Typically, oh sorry, go ahead.
0: I, I have been tracking this for... For the Many past years, eh? past three or four years, yeah, I've been for a few <laughs> years. Rookie rookie drafts, um, oh, spot. I think for IDP is third round or later. I think that's the <laughs> ideal value.
1: You're cutting in. With and that
0: out. said, oh, shit. The ideal spot is third round or later for IDP. With that said, every year somebody, some rookie gets drafted in the first round. Chase yep. Young, Nick
1: Nick Bosa is who you're going to say, and Devin Push.
0: Done that. Or yeah, yep. Uh, and last year it was uh, I'm not to be that. I'm
1: not scared to be that guy.
0: No, no. If you believe in him, no, because I'll tell you right now, I did it a few years ago with Devin Bush and Devin White. Took both of them back to back in the first round. Yeah. Like pick six and pick seven. I took them. If you believe in them, take them. You know your roster better than anybody else. I'll say the most comfortable or most easy spot is third round. The ideal landing spot, hey, it's third round, let's take a shot on it. Or not take a shot, but let's, let's go ahead and get that IDP guy. But we all know, dude, me, you, everybody in the free world, what happens this time of year, especially right now? Rookie fever sets in, takes hold, and I don't give a damn what your views is. what your for everything, and somebody will draft an IDP rookie in the first round. They will do
1: it. End of the They'll first. End of the first. Whether it's yeah.
0: will and. Yep. Whether it's Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, whoever, Brian, you know, whoever you feel somebody's getting oh, drafted. Probably. I feel will like Anderson. it's going to be. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be Anderson and possibly Carter. If you're in a position specifically, those are the two. And I'm not hating that because they're both good. Um,
1: For me, the sweet spot is like middle of the second, end of the second. I think it's more second round than third round. If you want the elite defensive talents, the elite IDPs. And I've reached for uh, Nick Bosa at the end of the first round. You know what I mean? I traded his brother, Joey. I've threw out a bunch of smoke screens all leading up to the draft that Nick Bosa ain't nothing like his brother. He's not even close to as good as his brother. Traded Joey Bosa, got that pick as well as something else, and drafted Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? It, like well, I think it was 1.09 even, but uh, I think it was uh, it was a 24 team league. I think there was two sides to it, and it was like 12 on our side and 12 on the other. And uh, uh, it was it was somewhere between like 1.09, 1.10, somewhere in there. Might have even been 1.08. And just the way that draft was and just the way, you know what I mean, that I stacked the talent up and just the, you know, the, my team needs and the scoring and, you know, this is, a, well, I'm not scared to do that. I want my IDPs to smash everybody's IDPs. I think that's the difference week to week. And overall, during the course of a year, I think that's what separates, you know, uh, teams that consistently win. From other teams that you know stockpile a bunch of talent, like, what? Why you got ten wide receivers on your team? You know what I mean? You, oh, good for you! You got every great wide receiver known to man. You know what I mean? And and value wise, what else you got? You know, especially in leagues like we have where IDP scoring is, it ain't no joke. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's gonna, it's, it's for me. I yeah. truly believe that. Like I, that's what I've always, that's how I've always approached it since uh my very first my very first mfl league you know what i mean like i i i had a because i didn't do idp before that or you know what i mean very minimal idp and mostly like team d's and and shit like that it was all new to me and it was all fun to me and it was i took it very serious and i thought you know i better be on top of my game with this and you know to my surprise a lot of people sort of downplay idp and you know try to get it later and you know i hear that all the time out of owners yes oh i think i can build my offense now in this you know startup draft and i'll i'll get defense later but i you know what i mean and i i don't take that approach at all i want i don't either
0: and i I want elite
1: defenders man i want at least one if not two studs every single idp position man And, like, you'll see every team I have, if I'm going to, you know, skimp somewhere, I'm going to doing it the opposite of what everyone else does. And it's, you know, it's not really smart, to be quite frank. You know, I understand why people do what they do, and their logic is sound. You know, like, uh, wide receivers, they last longer, you know, than running backs. But I'm going to be the guy that has, you know, five, six uh, good to great running backs on my team. And I feel like wide receivers are a dime a dozen. And, you know, it shows on my teams and sometimes it doesn't always work. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, uh, it it works all the time, but for the most part it it does. And for the most part, my records speak for themselves in every league I've ever been in. And that's been my approach. So, you know, that's, that's, that's why I'm sitting here talking on an IDP nation. That's why, you know what I mean? I'm, uh, um, I'm IDP madman. And, uh, I I truly believe it. You know what I mean? And I I feel like it's been proven. It works.
0: Right. And I'm glad you said that because that's something that I've kind of been preaching, screaming about, right? And you, you mentioned it. Everybody wants to build offense first, right? Well, look at your scoring now if offense is heavily favored over defense scoring wise i kind of get it right but if everything is balanced, right then why would the hell? why the hell would you take a wide receiver six over a linebacker one or right. a safety one right that's stupid don't don't be a dumbass mm-hmm Because, let's face it, your wide receiver six, how many times are you going to start him? Probably not very freaking many. By week injury at most. Your LB one, your safety one, you're starting them, motherfuckers.
1: Yep. And, I mean, are they truly worth more? Um, Yes, sometimes they actually are. You know what I mean? The way trades occur, the way people think, the the group think mentality and conventional mm -hmm. wisdom, you know, I get it. I definitely get it. But uh, like like I said, I'm always swimming against that current. I'm always looking for inequities. I'm always doing the opposite of what the crowd is doing.
0: And and here's my personal thought or my personal view. You got offense, you got defense. I'm checking my scoring. I'm checking what kind of roster size – as far as how many can I hold, how many do I have to start? Right, that you do that in Everly. If yeah. I, oh, if if I'm if I'm looking, sorry, I had to pause for a minute because my brain wasn't working. But I feel like I'm smart enough, and, and this is not a brag. I'm smart enough, and I know IDP so good that, hey, I can make up a shit ton of points on IDP side to cover what I'm missing on offense, right? You all over here, you're drafting six and seven, eight wide receivers and five and six running backs and three or four quarterbacks. That's fine. I know my IDP good enough that I can make up enough points on the IDP side because Leagues, I've done that in people on the IDP side because they're so offensive minded. They're not. It's almost like they punt IDP. They're like, well, I have to start. uh Yeah,
1: particularly two
0: defensive linemen, two and linebackers, an and two defensive back. backs. Right.
1: Uh, but I want to be clear though, like if you're doing a startup, don't just come out yes. the gates firing with IDPs. Right? No, 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 wait, no, no, wait, no. Because it'd be stupid to do that because the rest of them aren't going to. But, you know Rah. what I mean? It's not going to kill you to take, you know, couple like three, four years ago, if you're into the fourth round, it's not going to kill you to take a uh, number one, consensus number one uh, linebacker like uh, Darius Leonard in the fourth round when everybody else is still worried about, you know, offense. But – you know, you're not spending your, if you're in a startup draft, you're not spending like your first, second, third, or even, you know, top five picks or, you know, that's, that's, that's still going to be offense for the most part. But if you want to be bold and, you know, it never hurt me in those leagues. I'll tell you that right now. It never hurt me ever. Uh, And I'm, you know, even corner, you know what I mean? Like uh, Kenny Moore was a favorite guy of, of mine for, for many years. And, you know, if you can get somebody that's like if there's that much of a discrepancy between having that exactly. one guy and everybody else behind him, then you go get his ass because he's valuable. Exactly. But it depends on your, your your scoring system. You have to know your scoring system. And you have to, like, it's not hard. Yep. You know what I mean? Go in there and look at the uh, players, uh, you know, stats from the year before with that league scoring. And where, you know, where do people uh, fall? I do that for every league I I start. Uh, I'll I'll give you some notes on, you know, uh, we started NWO this year and Choppy had his own rule system and, uh, you know, I had my my, uh, plan of attack based on uh, reading the rules and his scoring. I got to find it here, but I mean, and you go ahead and fill in the blanks, but like uh, I might be in the wrong notebook. But yeah, I want my IDPs to smash your IDPs. That's, that's the difference for me. Yes. I mean, winning and losing yep, me week too. to week and, and over the course of a year. But like that it's being said, too. if you don't need to reach, don't reach. But don't be no, scared don't to reach.
0: either. Right. If you believe in a guy, don't get him. Because I think And I see it so many times, right? Not just in leagues that I'm in, but leagues that other fantasy owners say, hey, what do you think about this or whatever? And a lot of times it's, hey, go attack IDP. I mean, you're you're leaving. And when I say attack, don't reach and don't be stupid. Don't reach and don't be.
1: Just zig when other people zag. You know what I mean?
0: You an IDP that you can and make you up can, a lot, and you points, can start right? and you and can that, start runs on about.
1: positions. You know what I mean? Well, everybody else is focused on yes. something else. Yes. All of a sudden, you go take that first linebacker off the board. all other people are going to start thinking about linebacker. All of a sudden, linebackers are going to go. And then while you're while they're focused on linebacker, you go back to wide receiver. You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? You zig yeah. when other people zag. Right. But so um, I look at the variance between you know the top. Uh, scorers in in a league, right? Like, for this is the notes I had for for Brock's new league scoring, and that was our NWO league. And he has something in there that I didn't really see uh, prior to this is completions, and I say completions are key. You know what I mean? Completion percentage is an indicator. And uh, 21 of the top 30 scorers are quarterbacks. So there's – and there's a huge variance – 20 points per game difference between QB1 and QB 20. So you need Alan Mahomes, Air Bear, and or then I say, or wait. You know, you could get a Rogers in round three. This was what two years ago, I think we started that. Well, last year. And then I had, you know, I had yeah, it tiered. I had it tiered. And I ended up, you know, waiting and taking Dak. And also it's a salary cap league. So I had this, you know, notion in my head because of the 10% inflation. I wasn't going over 20,000. I was dead set. I didn't care if it was Mahomes, Air Bear, Josh Allen, all the guys I love, all the guys I've owned before. I'm not paying over 20 mil because I know when you compound that over the length of his contract, if it's five years, you know what I mean? You're talking about like a a $40 million guy with some of these guys that you guys spent 26 uh, mil on or whatever it was. Uh, I have the exact number somewhere, but then I moved down to running back, running back. It's like JT or bus pretty much because the variance between uh, running back two and running back 11 was 10 points per game. And there's only there was only four running backs in the top 50 scoring seven running backs from 50 to 66 and wide receiver cup had a crazy advantage over 10 points a game between him and Tyreek at wide receiver five. 20 points per game advantage over wide receiver 33 well that's kind of how I look at things but so for defense and and you know tight end there's a 15.5 point per game difference between tight end one and tight end 11 which was just sicky, just sick-y. uh but defense is not quite as important uh at the balance scoring but linebacker is very important right D tackle was very important D-tackle 10 points per game difference between Aaron Donald and Chris Jones at D-tackle nine 11 points per game difference between, uh, D-tackle 10. Right. So in that league, I ended up, uh, I didn't get the top guys, but I ended up getting good prices on, um, uh, Chris Jones was one of them. And, um, uh, what's his face from, uh, from Washington, man, I'm blanking again, not Deron Payne, but, uh, the other Alabama freak show there. Uh, you were calling oh, Jonathan Allen. Yeah, you were calling for him to win Defensive Player of the Year at one point last year, and I got them both for like five million. So everything depends on value, but a, like D tackle, the scoring, very very important. If you look at it; those guys had like same amount of points as like DK Metcalf. You know what I mean? They're outscoring DK Metcalf. They're outscoring uh, you know what I mean, guys that other people would just have in their head from you know, all this fantasy, uh, Island, uh, talking heads and, uh, stuff that's on TV and just the mainstream bullshit that these guys are more valuable when in reality, they aren't. And, uh, the end had less of a variance, right. In that league, there was only 10 points per game between DN one and DN 39. So it wasn't quite as important as important to get an elite, the end in that, because if you got, uh, you know, three out of the top 40 or something, then you're fine linebacker there was uh it's it was a it's a tackle heavy league but uh there's 10 points per game difference between linebacker one and linebacker 34 uh sack specialists are kind of pushed down in that league right so it's all about knowing your scoring safety again depressed scoring very little variance weight that's what i have in all caps weight Less than 10 points per game difference between Derwin and Darnell Savage, for instance, that year when we were doing the startup. And I said, cornerback is almost as important as safety. But again, you can wait. The least variance out of all the positions. There was 10 points per game between cornerback one and cornerback 85. So know your scoring. That's how you start any league and that's how you succeed in any league.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Moving on here, we got a few more. Um, Kidding me, as I mentioned earlier, I love some of the usernames on the social platforms, Reddit, uh, Twitter, whatever. So forgive my giggles here, but like I said, I'm a kid. But Reddit user jordan butt stuff <laughs>
1: probably, he has a he that's probably perma's uh burner account
0: uh it could be it could
1: be uh he's got a few questions he's
0: what's the outlook since drew tranquil is gone which is a valid question right we talked about drew tranquil
1: earlier Can you repeat that question you cut in and cut out
0: Ah, shit, sorry. He says, what's the outlook on Kenneth Murray since Drew Tranquil is gone? And we talked about Drew Tranquil moving to Kansas City mm-hmm. earlier. Are you in or are you out on Kenneth Murray? I mean.
1: I'm out on Kenneth Murray. Me? Uh, I, 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 I we had high hopes highly. for him. I drafted him fairly highly in their in rookie draft. Yep. Uh, I liked him coming out um, and I got burned. Right. So, I mean, he had a good first yeah. year, but uh, I got burned overall. So, <coughs> I'm definitely gun shy with him and that's why. Uh, but that is an interesting question that I hadn't really uh, put a lot of thought into. And I assume that maybe they will. Uh, uh, well, I mean, Eric Kendricks is, is basically what happened there. And I, I like Eric Kendricks now, like with, with the Chargers. I mean, I've always liked Eric Kendricks. I've always been a Kendricks fan. My, I have a lot of uh, my dad's a Vikings fan and I have a lot of uh, friends of mine that are Vikings fans. Like I know right off the top of my head, like five people I can name that are, are Vikings fans. And so, you know, I followed Eric, Eric Hendricks career. I've always thought he was a strong IDP play, a strong real life play. His play has dropped off a bit. I understand why the Vikings moved on and the, you know, the price point uh, didn't really, you know, match up for for what they needed to do. And, and that's fine. But uh, Eric Hendricks for me is the IDP own there, but Kenneth Murray, I mean, right now he has a starting spot there. So, uh that's a great question by this this uh listener or whatever his name is butt stuff uh jordan butt
0: stuff you can't go
1: wrong with jordan butt stuff but also like at this point in time what you do is you just wait for the draft wait for the dust to settle because a lot of things a lot of moves you make right now can blow up in your face so me personally i'm kind of putting stuff on hold although i did send out one crazy deal in one league um, because I have because of my style and this is one of those leagues where it did kind of blow up in my face a bit even though you know I still made the playoffs I always make the playoffs I think I think there's one COVID year in one league or maybe two the first COVID year where I, did, I don't even know if I was setting lineups all the time or what have you but I those are the only times I can recall not making the are playoffs. Are talking
0: about I, the woohoo flu is that what you're talking about the
1: woohoo flu? Yeah no COVID but anyways <laughs> uh whatever you want to call it down there got <laughs> me off track but um yeah i i uh if if no if they don't address uh linebacker then yeah i mean Kenneth Murray's linebacker too for uh Chargers at this point in time and i mean there was a lot to like about him uh physically uh coming out of out of school and uh you know, he started off decent, started off well. He was a good fit for that system uh, at the time. I think it was Gus Bradley. And, uh, you know, maybe he can return to glory. And he's definitely, you know, a buy low candidate. Uh, but that can all change with the draft. So who knows? Because I don't trust him, trust him. But value-wise, yeah. I mean, if you can get him cheap enough, go ahead and do it. Just get as much as you can everywhere you can. Build depth everywhere because you're going to need it. It's a fucking battle of attrition. It's the NFL. You Rap. know what I mean? People get hurt um, all the time, week in, week out. If you're counting on just your starters yeah, or, you know what I mean, it's it's tough to go through a, a whole season and, you, you know what I mean, you got to have some serious luck to do that, which some people do. And they must be doing something more right in their life than I am because I've never had that kind of luck. And I got injuries galore and I got a fucking just stack depth. I'm never, I'm, I'm just relentless with it. I never think that I'm set at any position. I'm just trying to get more, trying to get better it's up and down my roster as far down as I can get. If I got, you know, 50 roster spots, 60 roster spots, 70, I wouldn't care if I had hundred. I'm trying to make my 100th guy as good as possible. You know what I mean? Like, just the way I look at oh, it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so he's got a couple more questions here. Um,
1: That's good. good question, though, and it's kind of good oh, yeah, me a great- thinking about it.
0: Great question. Um, so his next one is, What's to be expected of Brian Asimola from Minnesota? Um, I'm guessing he's thinking fantasy, right? Because we're a fantasy podcast. Obviously. Um, obviously. Are you – are you still – I mean – He's not done nothing to this point. He's still young. I guess there's some still there's still some potential there. But right now, I'm not expecting a whole lot from him. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think?
1: From a talent evaluation standpoint, I, I don't like him. I basically shut off his tape. I didn't give him a fair shake, though, I'll be honest. Um, I remember looking at his tape, and he fell on his face, I think, against a Baylor, and that might have been the first play basically shut off the tape and said fuck him. But like, you know, he is starting and uh, until they replace him, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's him and Jordan Hicks uh, against all odds. right? Right. That's the kind of stuff that like, that's what IDP is sort of unpredictable and, and beautiful in that way. And also kind of like it pisses other people off. Right. because, i've owned jordan hicks now for what four years i heard he was dead from the minute i drafted him in the startup draft you know what i mean still hanging around somehow some way you know he gets traded from arizona where everybody says he's dead you know then everybody's trying to pick him up off the waiver wire so i don't really give up on people too easy and if uh if you believed in the guy then you stick with him right And what's it going to matter anyways if he's on the bottom of your roster or if he's cheap as shit to acquire, which I'm sure his value is probably going up in other people's mind because they are seeing that, you know, he's stepping into a starting role. But personally, like from a talent evaluation standpoint, even though I didn't give him a fair shake, I don't like him. And uh, but opportunity makes, you know what I mean? Like IDP in the real world are two different things, do drastically different things. You don't have to be the greatest athlete. You don't have to be the greatest linebacker. You just have to be a starting linebacker with plenty of opportunities. And, I mean, there are some good things about him, some traits that he has, you know what I mean, like that could, uh, you know, bear fruit, I guess we'll say, in, in IDP. But overall, like my general opinion on him is that I don't like him, but that does not mean that he won't be an IDP asset. I don't ever think he'll be great, but also he can help you win probably. And depending on the price and the value and what happens in the draft, hey man, you know, go get him. Or like, you know what I mean? I got guys like that all over my lineup. I got Christian Kirksey's, I got uh Rashawn Evans's, I got uh um, like I said, uh, Jordan Hicks, you know what I mean? All these guys that have been left for dead. All these guys that people don't really like, you know what I mean? So the value's there. And you can get them dirt cheap. And you, you know what? Those are some of my highest-scoring linebackers. And they're on shit teams. And they have lots of opportunities, right? Like Jalen Petrie, missed a ton of tackles. Didn't like him coming out of school that much. and uh, got him late in our draft in the fourth or fifth round. Went to the Houston Texans. He got lucky because we do our draft before the NFL draft. We're one of the worst team in the NFL. Opportunities out the ass, fucking steal of a draft pick in, in hindsight, and, you know, worked out really well. So it's not always about the talent evaluation. It's about, it's more about the opportunity.
0: Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, he has one more question. What do we of Marcus Joe or, New England. Does the offensive production continue? Right, we we've seen the big plays out of him. You gotta to have to repeat uh,
1: that again. Belichick
0: buddy. being, what do we make of Marcus Jones, the defensive hmm. back for New England?
1: This is does the offensive
0: production ca- <laughs> could 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 be, but he says, does the offensive production continue, and how should he be? Very- My initial thought is he's going to be a defensive player, right? But he's going to be a gadget or have a small offensive package. And I think with his skill set and his playmaking abilities, he's going to have some big plays on offense, but they're going to be hit or miss. So I think if you're in a league, where he's a defensive back that scores offense you either get the offense or defense but if you're in those leagues where as a defender you get the offensive production which I personally feel is the right way to do it I think there's some upside there Um, as for how he's valued in IDP he's a corner and corners are a dime a dozen but but here's the caveat. With his offensive use him, I think there is a little bit of value based on a corner, corner scale. I think there's a little bit of value there because you are getting those points on offense if that's the type of leagues you're in. Am I going to go break the bank and say, oh, my God, they're going to use him exclusively on offense? No, 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 no. I'm not. That's bullshit. But in the back of my mind, I'm saying, okay, I got a corner here that I can get some offensive points that's a handful of times each game offensively, and there's some potential there because he's the way he can move, his usage, his skill set, I like it. Um, Am I going out of my way to get him? Probably not. But if the value is there uh, in a trade, hey, if I need a corner, I'm, hey, you know what? Let's make a trade. I need uh you're gonna trade me a running back. And I'm gonna trade you. How about you throw in and, and I'm kind of feel like I'm getting um shaded on the deal? Hey, trade me Marcus Jones. Throw him in and you got a deal, right? If I feel like I'm getting slighted a little bit, hey, throw him in as a, as a deal breaker. I'm okay with it, and if you say yes, yeah, then boom, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, I know most fantasy managers, owners, whatever you call it, they'll say, well, I stream the position. I get that, but I'm also in the mindset, me personally, there's a few corners that I'm specifically targeting out there. Oh, for sure. Is he one of them? Eh, you know, there's there's some corners I specifically target. Is he one of them? Eh, maybe. If I can get him at a good value and I know what he can – and I can get some offensive points off of him, then, yeah, I, I like Marcus Jones. Um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: This is going to be shocking to you, but I really have no real opinion on the matter. (laughs) For somebody who's a strongly opinionated individual, uh, New England for me is sort of like a dead zone. I don't really consider anybody from New England. Uh, It is a mistake sometimes to think like that. But uh, you know, Ramondre Stevenson and a decent package was offered to me one time, but unfortunately, I you know just refused to take it because. New England is typically a running back by committee approach and sort of Bill Belichick sort of devalues well a lot of positions. Corner is another position he could give a shit less about. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he'll Rat. just he'll cycle through them. He'll get rid of uh, all pros, uh if he doesn't like their attitude or you know, if they're asking for too much money or whatever. Like he does he doesn't care, man. We've seen it over and over again and uh, he has it's Absolutely. his way or, or the highway, right? So um I don't really have a matter uh, uh, uh an opinion on the matter. And I don't really like care or prioritize anything uh, from, from new England offensively or defensively uh, specifically. Um, yeah. Nothing really. I, I really don't want to, He he has certain roles that he wants people to play and it's a team. Oh. It's a team. He doesn't want individuals and he doesn't, want people who are out for themselves and out for stats or you know what i right, mean Right. And yeah. jc jackson see you later um but
0: not but, collins, uh, yeah jc jackson jamie collins you, you uh malcolm butler right if, oh yeah if you're destined for money you're gone yep
1: yeah. you're gone so i mean this could be stupid, and maybe there is a small advantage to uh, to to that, but I really don't care. To be quite frank, what, what? I'm not trying to be rude to whoever.
0: No, and, no, no, no. I think that's mean? a valid point.
1: Good, good on them if they if they uh, you know get a slight advantage from it and it helps them win. But for me, like you know, I'm not worried about it. And like Stefan Gilmore, you know, he's just Bill Belichick's like, "Yep, see you later. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out."
0: Right here's the one thing about uh, about Marcus Jones. Right, he was a rookie last year, so he's on a rookie deal. He's on. A, oh yeah. He's on the so. early part of a rookie deal, so he doesn't have a whole lot of leverage. There's not a real contract. Yeah, issue he, he, here. He'll, he'll
1: pro- Bill Belichick will probably use him and abuse him and running him and run him into the ground until that rookie contract's up. Yep, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Exactly. Still, so you know, if right. you have him on your roster. You, uh,
1: i'm if not worrying
0: on your
1: about corner in general sorry. right sorry me too i'm sorry but uh like uh, <laughs> no it's
0: my internet i'm sorry
1: yeah uh like i want an elite guy right and then i'm just going to surround him with again like in nwo for instance i'm not sure i have anybody that i paid over like five hundred thousand dollars for in in the beginning but also when we had a uh, chance to uh renegotiate some contracts on some guys that were on expiring contracts, I did pay up for like, uh, and this is going to sound funny to some people, but like Rasul Douglas, you know what I mean? Like, is he elite? No, but he had enough of a fantasy impact for me. And, you know, I let uh, Tariq Woolen walk. Right. And Ah. I purposely put Tariq Woolen up there because I knew he was a name that people would get excited about. You actually bid it on. You didn't even pay that much for him. But just the structure of that league and the format of that league, I wanted more people to be taken from me out of those seven restricted free agents that we were allowed. Because if five of them get taken by another team, I get a first-round draft choice. And if four of them get a, you know, uh, get taken, then I get a second-round draft choice at the end of the rounds. So I got the second rounder, and I did let Tariq Woolen walk, and I did pay, you know, an extra five hundred thousand or whatever because I did feel the value was there for uh Rasul Douglas of all people which you know if you had have told me that going into the year or uh I would have told you you're crazy but so but I am a guy who will go after the number one corner you know what I mean like I want the high scoring corner and then I will try to do whatever I can and rookies late in a draft rookie corners are good you know what I mean because they're gonna get targeted they're gonna get picked on until they prove themselves so I I think that that's a decent strategy as well, but I'm just trying to look at my team to back up what I said here in that league. I haven't looked at it in a little while. Um, And just where, yeah. So yeah, like I got Rasul Douglas, Kyler Gordon, Dante Jackson, Sidney Jones of all people. I don't even know how I ended up with him, but Darius Slay, (laughs) like Darius Slay is a guy, he's just a name really. And he's a good corner in the real world, so he's not a great IDP fantasy corner. But, like, how they stack up against the others in the – I'm not going to spend a lot of money, but also, like, there's – and like I told you, in that particular league, there's not a a lot of variance. So, there's a 10-point per game difference from cornerback one all the way down to cornerback 85. That said, like, the top corner, let's just see who he is here, and I'll – I'll tell you what, you know, if I think that he would be worth uh, spending extra on, it's Algeria's need. And you know what I mean? He's scoring uh, 100 points per game over the seventh best corner. Or sorry, 100 points on the season over the seventh best corner, Tyson Campbell, right? And there's Tariq Wolin at six. And I just let his ass walk out of there just because of the structure of the league. And you only paid $600,000 for him. And now you can give him however many contract years you want. But like, I would pay for Algeria's need. And then I would try to And but Rasul Douglas is the fourth high, highest scoring corner, right? So I went from whatever I got him, $500,000 up to $1,150,000 because he's my number one corner and he's the fourth highest scoring corner in the league. And then I'll just try to surround him with, you know, other cheap guys like Kyler Gordon, you know, he's not a great real life corner and he's kind of getting picked on a bit. And, uh, that's good. It's good for, uh, IDP production at that position. And then, you know what I mean? Like, uh, let's, I, I like to look at the average a little more than most people is, uh, uh, what else do we have? Well, that's all I have really in the top, uh, 32 corners and I'm probably only going to start two every week but you know outside of paying a little more for like Algeria's Sneed or whatever I'm not really worried about uh, Marcus uh, Jones personally and maybe it's just my scoring leagues or whatever and there might be a little uh you know scoring um uh, advantage in this fellow's league that you know we're not really aware of but i'm not personally worried about stuff like that
0: right no i agree Next uh, one uh from red also your uncle dodge we kind of touched on this a little bit <laughs> we kind of touched this a little bit earlier Is Jordan Brooks coming back from that knee injury going to seriously affect Bobby Wagner's ADP value? Or is Bobby Wagner going to be a top ten regardless of when Jordan Brooks comes back? I think this is easy. Seattle support two top ten linebackers, and it was Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner. Wagner went to the Rams last year. You're coming right back to the Seattle. It's definitely Brooks. Brooks is out, right? So, whenever he comes back, I don't think that affects what Bobby Wagner's doing at all. Um, if you're one year guy, you know, if you if you've got there for one year, you're all in on that shit. I mean, Bobby Wagner is a freaking gangster, right? I mean, he's a monster. ADP, or not ADP, IDP monster, freaking NFL monster. He's the good. He's he's the man. Brooks, he's hurt. When he comes back, if he's healthy, Wagner being there is not going to hurt him at all. They've coexisted together. Um I'm all in, right? You've got to play Wagner year to year, even if it is Dynasty or Redraft. You have to play it year to year. But, man, he's so freaking good. You're bringing him back to a system where he's familiar with, right? Yeah, I'm all in on Wagner. Brooks, I'm all in on him, too. Now, you're going to have to pump the brakes on Wagner. bro. He's recovering from the knee injury, right? Who knows how long exactly that will take him to recover. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got Wagner, I'm all in.
1: For me, I'm starting to sell a bit on Wagner. I I mean, he's a valuable IDP asset, but I think he's going to start to decline, uh, I think he's more valuable in IDP than he is in the real world nowadays. I think that's sort of uh, not to say that he's complete trash or whatever. I mean, I love the guy. I always have. He's, you know, he's a he's a consummate pro. He's, uh, you know, racks up the the stats. But um Seahawks is I, He's a true believer
0: in Wagner. <laughs> he always has been.
1: Right. I was all in on Jordan Brooks before last year. Uh, Like we said earlier, he got injured in week 17. That's late in the season. It is an ACL. You know what I mean? It does take nine months. uh, And then you don't really come back to being yourself again probably until the next year. So um, really, if there's a cheap buy out of all this, uh, and Wagner's sort of a name, you know what I mean? Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner. So he kind of, his price is a little bit, you know, higher than I would want to pay and really Devin Bush is sort of a nice little buy low sort of opportunity for for cheap and see what happens but uh yeah I'm starting to look at a Bobby Wagner decline in my mind and it might not be this year and uh I understand where where you're coming from but for me personally uh and I own him in some leagues so You know, I I wouldn't have a problem selling him this year. And depending on what I could get for him, you know, if I could get a third rounder for Bobby Wagner, I'd probably sell him. You there? You shocked? Oh, (laughs) you expected me to just keep rambling on, eh? Don't blame you.
0: Nope, I'm good. I'm good. Had, had this step away for a second. Uh, and my bad. My bad. Um, our last question, and it, again, it comes from your Uncle Dodge, and he wants to know which Denver Broncos linebacker would <laughs> tackle happy tackle happy I don't know why that messed me up, but yeah, whatever. Tackle happy. Can you, re-
1: can you Alex? Re-read that from the start? Okay,
0: so he wants to know which Denver Broncos linebacker would you prefer to own between tackle happy Alex Singleton and well rounded Josie Jewell? What happens to their ADP value if the Broncos. Buda Baker at safety? Well,
1: first of all, what you know, happens to their IDP, IDP value or ADP value if he Huda said, Baker goes he said, there? Is That what said? He said he said ADP.
0: Okay. So first, first of all, Baker's still in Arizona. They've not traded him. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's a mute point. Um
1: Moot. M o o t. Yeah.
0: God damn it, dude! Shut up. <laughs>
1: Canadian education up here. Cop, I got a talking to a the fucking Baltimore is, major is here. getting
0: berated when he comes back. <laughs> you're
1: you gonna a fire Carl and he's, he's not even on the bad. show. That's his fault, eh? Yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, I'm firing, firing his you.
0: fucking ass and he's not even here. Fuck
1: him. He's fired. <laughs> anyway. How are you gonna get fired on your day off? On your only day off. <laughs> you, you, ain't got,
0: you ain't got no he's job. That you got shit to do. Come on, Craig.
1: Oh, <laughs> boxes. I mean, oh, it kind of like you on the video. How fuck are you gonna get fired on your um. day
0: off? <laughs> 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 oh shit. Um, okay, so if you followed me, you know I'm a huge Josie Jewell fan. Always have been from Iowa. Still am right now. Right. Um, Alex Singleton and Jewel were, were kind of complimenting each other last year, right? In a dual role, they kind of paired up together. Um, I'm taking Jewel. Just a personal preference, just a personal love affair with him. He's my dude. I'm, I'm staking my flag. I'm staying with him, right? Um, Buda Baker's still in Arizona. So until we see something definite that he moves from Arizona to Denver or wherever he goes, but in this scenario, it's Denver. If he doesn't there, I'm I'm now if he does get traded to Denver, I think Singleton and Jewel both take a little bit of a hit, right? But I don't think it's a major hit. I really no. don't because they need yeah. to upgrade their defensive line. And so when you're you got a first, a second, and a third level, right? You got your defensive line. You got your your linebackers. You got your secondary. So if your defensive line isn't performing, that falls to your. I don't think Jewel and Singleton either one take a hit because of Baker. I think their value stays the same because that defensive line is intact. Now, you give me that superstar stud on their defensive line, then yeah, Joel and Singleton could take a hit possibly. But uh, IDP purposes, give me Joel. I'll stay with Singleton if I've got him. Um, if Baker goes there, then fine. I'll take two. But until well, I see something definite, I don't. I don't. I'm the type of guy I don't play the what ifs, right? Give me what I give me the give me what I've been seeing, give me the value that I've been seeing, the production I've been seeing, and let me deal with that. When something else happens, then I'll deal with it. I don't play what ifs. I just I just never been a big fan of that bullshit.
1: No, and I mean it really kind of does you a disservice. You're sort of outthinking yourself, outsmarting yourself a bit. But I mean, it could happen. I, I, I'm not here to say it's going to happen or not happen. But I'm like, I'm like you. I don't think it's really going to matter that much. But it it is a good point in a way. Like it will definitely have an impact, right? But uh, it's it's. I don't want to say it's negligible, but it's uh, for me. I'm going Singleton, and I'm following the money. And he just got the bag. You Know what I mean? And he's yeah, been just a Jewel's still on a rookie just contract. Down. I let you talk, brother. You're a Jewel guy, you're an Iowa. Yeah, we get it. Everybody knows. Yeah, it. I don't sure. I don't have a problem with Josie Jewel. I was a fan of his. I, you know what I mean. I bought him when he was cheap and uh, I've had him, but I've you know I've gotten rid of him and uh I'm I'm all over singleton, you know. He's from the CFL, I'm from Canada, and uh I like the guy. You know what I mean? I like uh I like the way he plays, I like uh I like the way he's uh, just stacking up monster tackle stats. And uh, he just got paid. Uh, he's making like $6 million a year. He's going to play. He's going to start. He's going to get tackles. He's going right. to get stats. So that's it. That's all for me. And it, it doesn't really bother me if booter Baker goes there or, or doesn't go there. You know, you can't play like that. He, like you said, you can't play the what-if game. So, you know, if it does happen, then, yeah, right. okay, he might take a slight hit. But – I mean, with the kind of stats that Singleton's putting up, it doesn't matter that much.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, you know, you don't play yes. the what-if game. So, we we saw this last year. Singleton, Jewel, both in Denver, big seasons. And I think until something changes, that's the norm, right? Um and I don't think that Buda Baker changes if that's the case, if he lands in Denver, I don't think he changes that very much. So
1: um Well, so I like it. next week, news and notes, Buda Baker traded to the Broncos.
0: <laughs> of
1: course, of course. And <laughs> Josie Jewell and freaking – And I mean it's not a it's, it's not like his point is sucked. It's not like his point isn't valid, you know. No, Buddha will it's get a, It's there. a valid point, right? Buddha will get there before either one of those guys, you know, quite a bit sometimes. But for me, Buddha is sort of a defining IDP asset, and uh, he could use, a fresh start could revitalize him. And I mean, Denver would be a good spot, and it would have an impact. You know, just uh, for me personally, uh, I'm, I'm putting, I'm taking Singleton. And for the price that people got him for previously, like off the wire, out of nowhere, and if they held on to him, he's just going to keep on holding on to that, and you're going to ride that thing into the sunset. You're going to ride that thing until the wheels fall off, man. Unless somebody does yeah. pay a crazy price for him, and, you know, everybody's got a price in their head. Okay, well, you know, if somebody gave me a second round, second rounder for him. Yeah. yeah, fuck it right? I can right. maybe find another one like that. I can maybe get a guy off the wire, right? But that is sort of risky in, in that scenario where a guy is scoring that high and, uh, you know what I mean, he is valuable. So I'm not just going to take the first offer that anybody gives. me. You know, I'm going to try to negotiate it. I'm going to use those points like, hey, listen, he's whatever, LB this or that in my league and can't just get him for free and, you know, I'm going to try to coax a little more out of the somebody for it, but that's my opinion on the matter, and we're coming up on three hours on the one that we what? said we were going three to...
0: No on. way. This is a quick show. We said this...
1: <laughs> it's fucking... one six one sixteen in the a.m., brother. What do you want to do? You want to go to 6 a.m.? I'll do it. I'm on an energy drink. I ain't scared.
0: Hey, hey, I'm down in the Mango Loco Monster over here, so you know, I got this shit going on.
1: For the sake um, of your uh, listeners, I don't know. You got any more questions?
0: No, no, no. That actually ended it up. Uh thank you, Uncle Dodge. Thank you, Mapes, uh 1024, and thank you, Jordan Butt Stuff. E. Perma. Butt stuff. Love that. Um e. Perma, yeah. Um probably I love not. I love the person. Yeah, probably not. I love the personal questions, right? From Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, wherever they come from, because I think you're more in tune. We're more in tune, right? We can give you a more, I don't want to say educating, but we can give projection or prognosis based on the information you get.
1: Because, let's face it. Doctor
0: Holland. Hey, I stayed at a holiday in Express, so fuck you. Um you know a lot of these shows, and I'm not dissing any show or podcast, right? And I'm goddamn, I'm going down a rabbit hole here.
1: Um Careful. I think right?
0: right. We, we're talking about player A and player B. We're talking about this signing or this this uh, rookie being drafted. We're only giving you the projection, the overall broad prospect, right? But I think with listener questions, that's where I really tune in, right? Because you're giving us what's on your roster. You're giving your speed setup, whatever. I think it's more fine-tuned. And for me, that's where I excel, right? Because I want to help you win. I want to help you get better than what's going on. Um, I, that part I enjoy. So I think all of our listeners, our followers, uh, for me, I could sit here and do a whole show just on listener questions and whatever. But um, I want to be the best, and I want you to be the best. So if you're better than me, that makes me better. So, um, just kind of where I go with it. Um,
1: uh, yeah, with I, that said- I that you cut in uh, in and out a little bit there, but yeah, I agree with that about the the competitive nature, and I want more yes competitors in my league, like. I don't like these leagues that, you know, half the leagues are DOA before the season even starts. You know, it's part of the reason why it's kind of getting old for me. And I kind of lost a little bit of uh, my mojo with it all. But And I'm more willing to share some, like, trade secrets, I guess, or secrets of the trade. Or, you know, I don't want to make this overblow this or make it seem like it's super important or anything. It's just fantasy football at the end of the day. But, like, I am kind of winding down here. And uh contemplating uh you know retirement but in in one way that helps me for doing like shows like this or giving advice because I'm not keeping my cards close to the vest like I used to I am telling you exactly what I'm doing to try to win and you know what I mean it has been successful for me it's not like I win every league I'm in in fact last year out of the five well actually if you count the college side of uh Things. I had seven leagues. I, well, I was in four finals out of those seven leagues and I never won any of them. But I mean, I was still in four finals and I still had great records in uh, like six of those seven leagues. And you know what I mean? This is nothing new for me. And last year was even better. You know, during the regular season, I think I might have lost four games total in my five pro leagues uh, all regular season long. Uh, I had some bad luck in the playoffs and I can't remember exactly how many titles I won, but like, I don't win the most titles, but I always, almost always finish in the money. You know, you ain't going to find me in a league where I'm not making the playoffs. Not too often. Yeah. Like it's very, very not- rare. Right? And I could get the exact numbers for people. I'm not just talking out of my ass and you know, it does sound no, notions, you're not. These are the facts. And so anyways, I, I like to help people out now too. Right. But, The competitor in me, I love, like, the people that I talk the most shit to, you know what I mean, where you would say, oh, he hates this guy. Really, I like that guy more, you know what I mean, like a doc. I was talking with another guy in one of his leagues today, and I was like, you know, fuck, I I give doc a lot of shit, you know what I mean, and he, like, I truly, I'm a big proponent of freedom of speech, and I take a lot of liberties with somebody like him to try to goad him into making, you know, uh, bet side bets and things like that, and he's game. And he's, you know, I respect that guy, you know, like, he know, he definitely knows what he's talking about, definitely knows what he's doing. He played the game. I respect the guy. But to hear it from the outside looking in, you'd be like, fuck, these guys, you know, this guy hates this guy or whatever. That's not the case. And, you know, like Trip, I got a ton of respect for him. And he's a different ter- type of personality. You know what I mean? He's not arrogant, even though he's very, very good at what he does. And he's from the from a s- schematic standpoint, X's and O's, I'll listen to that guy over anybody any day of the week. Kyle, yes. a lot of respect for Kyle. You know what I mean? Like he knows his shit. Uh, your co host Mr. Big time. Uh, like, but that's what I want. And like you <laughs> said, that brings out the best of me fucking playing a bunch of, you know, beating up a little bunch of little kids for their lunch money or their milk money. Doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. uh, like I want a league full of competitors. And unfortunately, I mean, in any league, The cream not i don't want to say unfortunately the cream will rise to the top and uh you know there's going to be certain people that put in more time than others there's going to be certain people that take it more seriously than others and you know there's there's a lot of different factors but for me i want to compete against the best of the best and you know so i'm glad you said that and i'm glad you like to help out uh your listeners but for me uh, another thing another point i would make is that i would like to see the picture more right like if somebody's asking me questions I want as many details as possible I want to see what your team looks like you can include a link tell me so I can get the 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 broader picture right like I can sit here and say Ah. in a vacuum you know what I mean these little two sentence questions that you ask and that's not to diss anybody or you know the questions themselves they were great questions tonight but I'd like to see your team I'd like to see the other teams in the league in order to make a proper assessment, in in order to give you what I would do in your situation. So, you know. Absolutely. And I'm going to be coming out with some more things in the future and uh, hope to drop some news on the next uh, IDP Nation, uh, which I feel like is going to be a big one. And uh, I I really uh, am excited to do the next one uh, because of the the topic. I don't know if you want me to say it now or, or just leave it as a tease or, or whatnot, but I think it's going to be uh, exciting and it's going to be right before the NFL draft. I think people will be interested in it and um, I'm going to drop a little bit of news there. And so this is sort of a little uh, precursor to that, where if you ask me a question in the future, the more information you can give me about the situation, the better. Uh, the more I know about your team and your competition, uh, the more I can give you Exactly what I would do in that situation. But that's it for yeah, me. So so
0: perfect segue. No, no, perfect segue on two things you said there. I um, know you gotta go. So yes, quick I'm sorry. quick right here. Yeah, you know, perfect segue. You mentioned the personal touch. Um, hit you know if you're a member of our Patreon. We do one on ones if you if you hit the top tier. This Sean, uh, we're gonna try to include him on this um, because I know Kyle was busy tonight or whatever. But join our Patreon. That's where we really get personal. Do the one on one type stuff with your leagues. Um, before we go, Douge or Razor. Um, I know you're working on some stuff that's coming up you just kind of alluded to it. Uh do you want to go ahead and mention it now try to get no, it out it's there? Not,
1: it's not quite ready yet but it next next episode it will be and I'm excited for okay. the next IDP Nation uh I'm not sure who's going to be with us but I'm really happy to uh to be discussing the subject matter that that uh I think we're go- that I know we're going to be t- talking about. So um yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll see you next week, brother. I'll, I'll be talking to you way before then, but uh, yep. I'm gonna sign off, brother. So,
0: yep, me too. So so it's gonna be next Saturday. Looks like it's gonna be our next
1: episode. No, please no. tune in before that Wednesday before the NFL draft.
0: Before that, sorry. Um, so please tune in. Follow us. Uh, we're gonna do a show right before the draft. Check us out. Thanks for following. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Dude, thanks for coming on tonight thanks and filling for in me. for Kyle. No, always, man. Um, you're welcome anytime. Uh, we will check you guys out next week. Later. Peace.